This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, May 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner survived a challenge in the Democratic primary that pits his progressive reform against growing concern over a rising tide of homicides and gun crimes. The primary was seen as a referendum on whether a wave of prosecutors elected on promises of criminal justice reform, measures like shorter probation and parole, and a curtailing of cash bail that disproportionately keeps poor defendants confined before trial would be blamed for increasing violence. Krasner addressed supporters in Center City on Tuesday night after winning the nomination. The second term, which is four and a half years, starts now, declared Krasner to a cheering crowd. The win comes after a bitter battle in the primary with former homicide prosecutor Carlos Vega. Vega billed himself as a third option between traditional law and order prosecution and reform. 60-year-old Krasner will be seen as a favorite against GOP challenger and well-known local attorney Charles Peruto Jr. in the November general election in a city where Democrats vastly outnumber Republicans. Critics blame Krasner and other progressive prosecutors for the increase in gun crime. Supporters have pushed back, noting the rise, uh, noting that rising violence during the pandemic uh, amid reduced social services and economic instability are hitting cities with both liberal district attorneys and traditional law and order prosecutors. Pennsylvania election officials ran out of ballots in several counties Tuesday during the higher than expected turnout for an off-year primary in which voters had a chance to weigh in on the governor's emergency powers. York, Delaware, and a few other counties ran short, but state uh, election officials said voters were able to use alternative means to cast their ballots on several post, uh, proposed constitutional amendments and open seat on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and other statewide and local races. Republicans in Delaware County asserted that polling places in many towns in the Democratic-controlled county ran out of GOP ballots with some waiting in vain to be resupplied. Republican officials said they were there were long lines and that some people left without even voting. The county spent millions of taxpayer dollars hiring new people and buying new technology and they still can't run an election right. This was a complete failure of leadership and accountability and I'm calling on the district attorney to launch a thorough and independent investigation, said Tom McGarrigal, chair of the Delaware County GOP. He said in a statement to the Associated Press. Delaware County officials pushed back strongly confirming a ballot shortage at some polling places but asserting that no one was disenfranchised. County officials said they adhered to state rules governing how many ballots a county should order, adding the ballot shortage impacted voters of both major parties. I voted yesterday, and it was one of those ballots where you had to fill out, uh, you know, draw in the um, the circles, and, and uh, you know, it was like an SAT form or whatever, and so there were two scanners in the place where I mm-hmm. voted, and one of the scanners wasn't working, and there was a guy, one of the volunteers working the polls, was on the phone with somebody on the other end trying to get the machine fixed, and Steve... <laughs> I don't know if you would have murdered him or laughed at him because he was speaking so loudly into the phone. Can you come over and fix the machine? It's not working. We only have one that's up. And I'm like sitting there trying to figure out, am I voting yes on this? Am I voting no on this? Oh, my God. It was so distracting. (laughs) Well, they said this um, shortage in Delaware County, like it was it was bad. Like it pissed a lot of people off. So where I voted and voted yesterday was the uh, uh, the people are a thousand years old. So they're 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 like, you know. It, they're looking through the the, the list, you know. It, it's almost like that that the sloth commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm like, oh my god! 
<laughs> we did the mail-in thing. It did was you? nice and easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. A discun- oh, my God. Listen to this story. A disgruntled neighbor is accused of dog-napping a neighbor's therapy dog from Delaware and leaving him on the side of the road in New Jersey. What? what? 63-year-old Cynthia Yaroslav was arrested on Friday at her Hokesson home on Horseshoe Hill Drive. Yaroslav, uh, her house is directly behind the home of Cindy Amen, who owns Rip, her daughter's therapy dog. On April 5th, Rip went missing from his home on Dogwood Drive. Amen blanketed social media with his picture and locations where he was last seen. The next day, uh, somebody from New Jersey notified Amen that they found Rip. She said, the woman said, I don't want to get your hopes up, but here's a picture of a dog I found. Is this your dog? Sure enough, it was the dog. Yeah, the people told police that they saw someone in a black Chevy SUV with Delaware plates dump the dog on the side of the road uh, in Pennsville and drive off. And this woman said it was so sad. She said the dog was like running after the car. after oh, it no. Right? Isn't that terrible? Um, somebody it was else... Delaware plate. You don't think it was Jill Biden. You just saw her, right? No, no, no. <laughs> it was this Yaroslav woman. Oh, okay. Um, no, so somebody else got the tag numbers and the information That's... led... Led police to Yaroslav and authorities gathered more evidence before an arrest warrant was issued. That's amazing, though. They got got him back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, police in Delaware charged Yaroslav with felony theft, and New Jersey authorities added animal cruelty charges. Records show that the two neighbors previously had a fight over property boundaries. Neighbors told 6ABC off-camera that the suspect had been building something on her property to keep the dogs away from her horses. Oh, boy. <laughs> Freaking neighbors. Right? Yep. I mean, terrible. And how do you continue to live there if I your know. neighbor kidnapped yeah. your dog oh, I, and drove to another I have a TV state? series you guys can watch. It's like, it's, I told you about it, you know. What was the, it? The, the, like the evil next door, I think. Is oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> this is the flashpoint for mm-hmm. 95... You built something on your property. Your your pet came across. Your garbage cans. It's all the same scenario, and it depends on which way of totally effed up it goes in each episode. Oh well, I don't. Uh, I haven't told you guys this yet, but my one neighbor has been complaining about us behind our backs. Oh boy. Yeah. And somebody else told you. Oh yeah. What do they complain? I heard about she it. He complained. We we have uh, Mr. Peanut is doing work at our house. He's he's like an amazing. He does like decks and he side wears a monocle. And, and he top, wears a top, monocle. Yeah. This is uh, Mr. Peanut from the uh, cardboard, cardboard class. class. Oh, yes. and his name's Mike Javorka, and he uh, so he's doing siding at our house. And she complained, unloaded on him and his and his girlfriend uh, all the things that like piss her off about oh. our home. Yeah. <gasps> About, like, leaving things out or the way a fence looks, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And so, so you guys I was the... talking to Mike. He's like, well, you know I'm going to tell Casey what you just said, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what he was saying to the yeah, woman. Yeah. He didn't say that to the woman, but he was thinking that internally. I'm going to yeah. turn around Wait, and tell Wait, so Mr. He, she said something to Mr. Peanut? Yeah. yeah. Casey, yeah. is this here? working on Casey's down the shore. This is down the shore. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, like, uh, the, the one shore. part that pisses me off is she's complaining about all this stuff that I have, that I had piled up on the side of my house on this little walkway. But... It's it, it, it was piled there neatly because it was in the backyard, and I'm having concrete patio put in. So I needed to remove everything from the backyard. You I have a hole. I have nowhere else to put it. Where do you want me to put my lawn furniture? So anyway, I got nowhere to put this <laughs> stuff. So I neatly placed it on the side of the house, and she says it looks trashy. I'm like. Casey's, oh my God! Casey's you're... been needing to vent. Yeah. So, you're the yeah. slobs uh, in the neighborhood. We're not <laughs> slobs. Oh Our house looks better. We're giving it a facelift. You dumb bimbo! <laughs> so don't worry, right she's never going to hear this. <laughs> so uh, is she been there forever? No, 
No, her they, uncle passed away, and she got the house after he passed away. Right. Like, no, she has not been. Well, I'll tell you this: one story that I watched on the show <laughs> uh, dealt with a large truck tire leading on a fence and ended with the guy killing the other guy with a shotgun. Oh my gosh! Well, so, so yeah, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. There's been a dumpster out in front yeah. of my house for two days. I'm yeah. sure she's not oh my happy gosh, about she's it. She's probably dying inside. Oh my god! <laughs> I just I want to see a video of your face replay going. I played it. And then she complains. She goes, and she complained about the fence. Uh, you know, well, she gave, uh, he gave uh, Joe a brand new fence over there. I don't know why I have to look at this old ratty old thing. What, your ratty old fence? Yeah. Meanwhile, the fence in between me and Joe's house, that's Joe's fence. That's you Joe's. Didn't put, I didn't put it there. You didn't put a new fence up. You damn bimbo. That's not my fence. Why don't you just go clear the air? Yeah. I'm not going to because she, yeah. hey, stop being a coward. Say yeah, something to yeah. my face. Stop so, saying so, something to my face. So my, my worker, guy. The, yeah. the guy working at my house told me everything you told me about it. I assume you wanted me to find out about it. Yeah. Uh, there's not yeah. going to be any second of any day or night where you should feel safe because I got my <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but you know what? Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't approach her because who cares what she thinks of your house? It's I don't not care. not her house. It's yours. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go throw some nails in her driveway or something uh, like that. Well, yeah, but, go ahead. Take it to the next yeah. level, okay? Go for it. How come you never put that fire out on your roof? <laughs> what do you mean? I bet oh, she'll you'll never, see. She'll never be happy, though, right? She's. A, do you think she's a constant complainer? Uh, she's never complained to me. I don't know. Huh. She complains to other people, but here's the other I thing. Know, man. You guys turn she's that got, light on all the time. I know. The light in my yeah. backyard. Is that it, another it thing? Up, yeah. Oh, my God. There's more. Okay. Path. There was, there was one, of the, one of the episodes involved a light. That one ended with um, the woman going down to the school and threatening the kid in... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The light that I will throw on when the dog goes outside to go to the bathroom at night, and then I turn off as soon as he comes back in the house. That light. Yeah. And then don't worry, Kathy. The weeds in her yard are... Uh, it's my fault. They're, they're coming she, from Casey's They're coming house. from my yard. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't. This is amazing. Why am I just hearing about this? Well, because I just heard about it. You know? <laughs> I just heard about it. Oh and I, I'm like... Uh, how do we get on this anyway? Uh, it's because the, of the they dog. just stole a dog. Yeah, how do you oh, live yeah, your yeah, neighbor yeah. who kidnapped right. your dog and took right. to another and, state? And the dog was going after the horses of the right. other person, correct? That was it? Yeah, right, I guess right. it's the same way you like, live next to the slobs. Well, and yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> here you go, Case. Here's how, you, here's how you handle it. Get horses in your backyard. There you oh go. All right, how about we do sports? Ronald Torres delivered a tie-breaking pinch hit two-run double in the eighth inning, and the Phillies scored seven runs to rally and beat the Miami Marlins wow, 8-3 last night. Reese Hoskins hit a sharp single, and Alec Bohm followed with an RBI double off of the right fence. Odubel Herrera reached on an infield single, and Andrew Knapp walked to load the bases. Nick Maytime li- lined an RBI single to tie it. Gene Segura's infield single knocked in another run, and Bryce Harper hit a two-run single to cap the seven-run rally. Series continues tonight. Zach Eflin gets the start. Game time is at 7.05. Detroit pitcher, pitcher Spencer Turnbull. 
threw a fifth through uh, the fifth no hitter of the major league season, beating the Seattle Mariners in the Tigers five nothing win. The five no hitters through May 18th matched the 1917 season for the most in baseball history by that date. Two of the five were thrown by the Mariners in Seattle, and the Mariners are the first team since the LA Dodgers in 2015 to get no hitters twice in a month. Mm. In the NBA play-in round, the Indiana Pacers beat up on the Charlotte Hornets, winning easily by a score of 144 to 117 in the second game. The Boston Celtics beat the Washington Wizards 118 to 100. The Sixers begin the first round on Sunday at the Wells Fargo Center, and they'll face the winner of the game between the Pacers and the Wizards tomorrow night. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a bunch, Kath. Let's move forward on this uh, Wednesday morning. We have a few things uh, in store for you. Fox, good day. We'll go live on their show at about 7.55 or so. Uh, And then Todd Glass. We haven't talked to Todd Glass in a while. (laughs) Todd is going to be at Helium tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. So we will check in with him around 9 a.m. Get yourself set for that. And uh, we need to move things along. We have a we have a bunch to get to, and I want to go ahead and do the coolest teacher right now. Make the announcement of our winner from yesterday. We had drawn randomly Springfield High School, Delaware County. Casey actually pulled this out, and of course we got it. We now have a coolest teacher to announce. Thank you for all the votes. We appreciate it. We are proud to give this award to Mr. George Trout. Mr. Trout teaches industrial materials, and he is a woodworking teacher, and apparently he is a big deal at the school. The um, Inquirer wrote an article about him in 2009, and uh, it's I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, he's been featured in multiple publications talking about the value of the class. Fine Woodworking, Woodwork Magazine, Woodworkers Journal, American School that? Board Journal, nice. and so on. Yeah, and apparently he's a very passionate teacher. Uh, and from the article in the uh, Inquirer, it says uh, a student, the, the expression that they use when they go to his class is, I'm going to trout. <laughs> uh, so we've got to ask him about that. Uh, he's very uh, he's very deep into his work. He loves what he does, and the students love him. So we are happy to give an award uh, to Mr. George Trout. Mr. Trout, if you do call in or if you let him know to call in, have him call after 7 because we've got a bunch of stuff to get to, and I want to make sure that we do that. Uh, but we are happy to give him the President Steve Coolest Teacher either coffee mug. We're going to give him the Coolest Teacher t-shirt, which you can wear to the MMRBQ and sit in the Coolest Teacher section. Very and cool. And a $25 gift card to Acme Markage. Fresh foods, local flavor. So, Mr. Trout, congrats. We'll get you. Hopefully talk to you at some point this morning. But we need to choose another school. And in the still the voting for tomorrow. It is Steve's turn to Ooh, dive right. in and pull us a school out. So, let's see what we're going to get. Steve, reaching into the box. Ruffling around into the forms. All right. All right. And it goes to Eastern Regional High School in Voorhees, New Jersey. Eastern Regional in Voorhees. You get to vote. It's very simple. If you go to Eastern Regional in Voorhees, New Jersey, all you have to do is text the word teacher to 39333, and we will send you a voting link. And then you tell us who the coolest teacher of the past year has been, in your personal opinion, who has made an impact for one reason or another, and they will get the award if they are if they receive the most votes. So nice. we'll do that tomorrow morning. You have about 24 hours to get to it. Fairly certain my friend, uh, not only friend, but my fraternity oh. brother, Lee Griffith, actually teaches at Eastern. All or right. At least he used to coach there. And you know who graduated? Kelly Ripa. Oh! 
It must be well known within the hallowed halls. All right. Uh, so we'll put the voting link up for you, and you can do go to PrestonandSteve.com and do it there as well. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Bunch of entertainment stories on the way and a stupid question. We will be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the stupid question prize, digital download to Tom and Jerry. The question I have for you this morning. Uh, what artifact found in 1799 allowed linguists to translate Egyptian hieroglyphics? Uh, or hieroglyphs, I should say. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. What artifact found in 1799 allowed linguists to translate Egyptian hieroglyphs? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Going to go through some birthdays. we got uh, some good ones. Uh, today, Wednesday, May 19th. In the world of rock, we wish happy birthday to Mr. Pete Townsend. Oh. Pete Townsend of The Who celebrates his 76th birthday today. Uh, he's a very intense guy. I was just listening. I've actually been on a uh, Pete Townsend solo uh, 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 kick. Love so much of his stuff. Yes, he, it's great. He, he went on to do some really good yeah. stuff on his own. I'm yeah. a fan as well, Steve. You ever hear his cover of uh, Save It For Later by the English yeah, Pete? I love that it's song. Excellent. It's so good. And yeah. it's just an acoustic version of it, but he does an awesome job with There's it. There's an acoustic version. I think the Goldbergs have used it of, of Let My Love oh, Open the, the Door. I've heard that yeah. too, yeah. It's yeah. so good. It's beautiful. He surrounded himself with some fantastic musicians when he uh, went out on his own, but obviously with The Who, he had a nice group of guys there too. I mean... Come but on. I, I love the fact that, um, and The Who is one of those bands, there's a handful of them, where you have a lead singer, but you also have another guy who's the musical focus of yeah. the band and can sing himself as well. And uh, you so put right. those two together and you got something special. For Preston, for me, you talk about iconic, you know, of course, that original Tommy album, which I just got totally immersed in. But the kids are all right. The documentary, the footage from Woodstock, the slow slide... Pete Townsend on his knees. Yeah. It's just amazing. It was great. Iconic imagery. 76 today, Mr. Pete Townsend. Uh, Also from the world of rock, drummer of ACDC, Mr. Phil Rudd, turns uh, 67 years old today. Uh, Recently got back with the band, from what I understand. What was the issue there? He wasn't the one who hired a hitman, was he? I don't remember, man. So, it, so it's a it, crap. it got really weird there it for did. a little while. So it I got weird. I don't it? remember all the stuff. Uh, and also another uh, rock and roller, Dusty Hill, oh. plays bass for ZZ Top, and he celebrates his birthday today. Dusty is uh, seventy-two years old, and uh, we had them play the MM Barbecue one year. They, they were great. They were awesome. They did what you wanted them to do. Were you there for that meet and greet with them? No. no. Uh, you, uh, so uh, it was the quickest, most impersonal meet and greet I've ever been a part of. And listen, we're lucky to be able to have any access to these types of things. But we all stood around the outside of the room. All three guys came. 
came in, walked around the room, and walked right out. Oh, oh really? That was, it. that was it. It lasted 15 seconds. It was like, all right, there goes ZZ Top. It's a pleasure to meet you. They've been doing it a long time. They sure have. I think the thrill is probably gone with meeting <laughs> yeah. the radio station. So it is kind of. It's, uh, I was, it, whatever. It was fine. I know. You sort yeah. of expect it, I yeah. guess. Uh, Dusty Hill is uh, 72. They're still. They're one of the. One of the few three-piece bands, they've probably been together longer than any other three-piece in the history of rock. I believe yeah. that is the case. So 72 today, Dusty Hill. Uh, Grace Jones, the actress, model, singer, sort of. Dolph uh, Lundgren's Squeeze for the longest time. Uh, yeah. A View to a Kill. She was an assassin in that movie. Boomerang, she was in that. Absolutely, yeah. That. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, she is 73 today. Uh, David Hartman, TV talk show host and actor. God, I, I hated David Hartman. <laughs> and the only reason I hated David Hartman for no fault of his own, Preston, he was the show that was on in the morning when I was getting ready for school. Yeah. It's what my mom had put on. Oh. He was the original host of Good Morning America. <laughs> and I go, there's that big, fat-faced F as I'm he- heading out the door to school. Yeah, he- shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Shut your face. Uh, he is, how old did I say he was? He's 86. Wow. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is Michael Che uh, from Saturday Night Live. I like Michael Che. He turns uh, 38 years old. I like old him today. a lot. Yeah, I like, really do. He seems like a nice guy. Let's see if somebody has the answer to the stupid question, and we want to find out what artifact allowed language to translate Egyptian hieroglyphs, 215-263-WMMR. It is Chris who was first in, so I'll go to him. Hey, Chris. Yes, sir. Yo, bud. All right, so what uh, is the artifact we're talking about? The Rosetta's found. You are correct. That was a Jeopardy question the other night, Preston. Hang on a second, Chris. We'll get your input. Was it kind of like the one I asked? It was, or was it something it was, different. It was sort of the same phrasing. Nice. All right, Chris, we are going to give you, sir, a digital download of Tom and Jerry, everyone's favorite cat and mouse team, bring their rivalry into our world. Tom and Jerry star with Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, and Ken Jeong. It's available now on digital and Blu-ray. Got a lot to get to, so I'll dive right into this. Wow, Marilyn Manson's former assistant, Ashley Walters, has filed a lawsuit against the singer detailing six legal claims, including sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual battery, and infliction of emotional distress. So here's yet another one. And according to court documents obtained by Rolling Stone, Walters says Manson, whose legal, legal name is Brian Warner, Uh, would force her upon his friends. At the 2010 Spike TV Scream Awards, she claims Manson pushed her onto the lap of an actor and told him he could, quote, have her. Uh, She also describes incidents in which he pushed her on a film director who groped her repeatedly and encouraged her to submit to a wealthy musician who later asked if he could, quote, buy her. Uh, Walters also says she witnessed a singer abusing two of his other accusers, Esme Bianco and Evan Rachel Wood. She claims she saw Manson one time throw a prop skull at Wood so hard that it left a welt on her stomach. Additionally, among other uh, her uh, many claims, Walters alleges that during her 14 months as Manson's assistant, she was forced to watch a video of him whipping a fan who was not yet 18, made to stand on a chair without moving for 12 hours, and pushed in violent fits of rage. He also reportedly hid his drugs in her luggage on multiple trips. Mm. Walters is seeking back pay, lost wages, and damages. She's also asking the Manson get rid of any images he has of her and any explicit images of women that he obtained without written consent. 
So that one is a, uh, she has officially filed uh, charges. Yeah, finally get this into court and see, you know, let it all get hashed out. Speaking of court, a man who purchased Gwyneth Paltrow's viral This Smells Like My Vagina Candle from Goop says it exploded and he's filing a class action lawsuit. Candles do sometimes... Explode. You've yeah. had stories yeah. about that, right? Yeah, Have you ever yeah. had one explode, Kathy? Like, or, or or at least I've had I had one like like pop and, and melt immediately. Oh, okay. So no, like I've seen you could no, I don't burn yeah. candles in my house. Um but I've seen it burn all the way to the bottom and like yeah. there's just a little bit it's just liquid at that point and then it shatters the glass. <laughs> okay. Well, this uh, this splattered vagina all over the walls. Oh, vagina and to the morning masses, vagina falling, falling, crashing, <laughs> vagina falling to the ground. <laughs> oh, they had a uh, they had a reporter on the scene. One of the worst vagina catastrophes I've ever seen. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I can't compose myself. There's <laughs> vagina everywhere. People trapped into huge labia. It's a disgusting <laughs> oh, and a mess. Oh, it looks like deli meat strewn yes. across the field here in Vegas, New Jersey. Hair all over the place. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, blah, blah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there we go, sir. <laughs> I can't. My effects are so distraught. You've been pulled into a the time continuum. I can't. I don't know what's. Oh my god. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if uh, field reporters did have a battery of effects. Yeah, uh, yeah. we should encourage that. Sad time here yeah. out on the street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, according to legal documents obtained by the site, and the vagina's not quite to the morning mast. <laughs> oh my god! It exploded! It's burning! It's crashing! Falling to the ground! Falling! People jumping out. <laughs> They're actually climbing down pubic hair to get down to the ground. How big is this? <laughs> this is the largest one in the world okay. at that time. Yeah. And, uh, the majestic vagina coming over the New York skyline. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my God. It's burst into flames. <laughs> oh, my God. It burst into flames. Huge vagina on fire. But make this a juicy falling, crawling, crashing to the ground. People jumping out, hanging off the pubic hair. Somebody is jumping. Oh, fortunately, a piece of the labia is falling down. It's swimming. It's a man. It's people jump down. They're falling onto the mat. There's one large rope hanging out of it, actually. It. Yeah. So, thankfully, a matted pubic hair is swimming. There's a rope ladder for those trying to escape the fire. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, Colby Watson says he purchased... <laughs> The uh, 10.5 ounce vagina candle online in January he claims he lit the candle for the first. Is it possible that he lit the wrong side? That he lit the butt side? I don't know. Then he, the first time, yeah, turn it around. Oh yeah, <laughs> till oh. joke, right? Yeah, well, all the methane is back there. Uh, he claims he lit the candle for the first time the next month, and insists there was nothing close to the candle, no drafts. And he writes that after burning for an estimated three hours or less, the candle exploded. He admits that uh, Goop did warn users to not burn the candle for more than two hours at a time. He dubs the vagina candle inherently dangerous and is trying to put together a class action lawsuit. Well, if it says not to burn it for more than two hours and you burned it for three hours, I don't think you have much of a case if there, If it buddy. says right on it, those are the instructions, and he didn't work with the in- instructions as part of the deal. Kathy, you, you don't... I stopped burning candles a, a while ago because I heard, actually... It kills I, was, I was never a big fan, but but Claire, um, you know, liked the the idea, and it's it's cool. But uh, doesn't it hurt her like, head? And, that and carcinogens and things that are released. I just I I will if I'm at somebody's house. I've told you guys this before, yeah. and I just did it at my sister in law's house. She Do you find this, it hard to breathe? 
uh, I I it gives me a headache. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. immediate. The smell immediately goes <laughs> to my head, yeah. and I start to get a headache. But I was at my sister in law's house, and my mom knows that I'm like this. So I said to my mom, I go blow, th- blow that candle out. <laughs> so she walked by, and she's like. <laughs> but that's what I'll do if I'm at someone's house. What about plugins? Like, no, case now. Yeah. Plugins will do any, the same thing to yeah, you. Yeah, any kind of scent in the air. The only thing that I can handle, and uh, it's only because it's it's faint, and you guys probably wouldn't even be able to smell it. But um, you know, like the pine cones and the cinnamon sticks that they that's sell nice. yeah. during the holidays, like in a bag. That's discreet. Like I could put that yeah. in a bowl, and I could handle that because you could really only smell it if you're like over top of right, it. Right. 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 Huh. All right, so this guy has uh, got a class action lawsuit started. <laughs> Emma Watson is telling her fans what's really up. Uh, the 31-year-old hit up uh, Twitter for the first time in 2021 to address rumors about her personal and work life. Uh, she wrote, Dear fans, rumors about whether I'm engaged or not, or whether my career is dormant or not, are ways to create clicks each time they are revealed to be true or untrue. If I, I click ha- on anything I see about her. He said, if I have news, I promise I'll share it with you. She said, in the meantime, please assume no news for me just means I'm quietly spending the pandemic the way most people are, uh, failing to make or failing to make sourdough bread, uh, caring for <laughs> my loved ones, and doing my best not to spread a virus that is still affecting so many people. Uh, she concluded by saying, I'm sending so much love to you, uh, hoping you're okay as and as well as happy as you can be in these strange times. And again, thank you to everyone working so hard to keep us safe and well. Uh, Watson had been linked to businessman Leo Robinson, but the romance has never been confirmed. And then briefly, Leon Spinks, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, he's not lying. Well, he passed yeah. away. Yeah. That I mean, was the end of that. Yeah. Um, here, speaking of passing away, this is the big sad news yesterday. Uh, and I was so bummed out to see this, but Charles Grodin... <laughs> Best known for the neurotic comic wit he demonstrated in such films as The Heartbreak Kid, Heaven Can Wait, Midnight Run, his role in the Beethoven movies. He passed away yesterday at his home in Connecticut. He was 86 years old. We we are huge oh, fans. Yes. And and I am a fan of a movie that, uh, that uh, no one likes. I know what you're going to say. Clifford. Clifford, yes. Uh, and mm. and uh, with Martin Short. And <laughs> yeah. Nick, it actually ended up on a list of movies that should be revisited. And I agree. Because it is it is Martin Short playing like a a ten year old bratty sort of problem child kid uh-huh. as an adult man. You know I love both of them so yeah. much. I will watch it and per yeah. your recommendation too. It it is fun. But Charles Grodin was the master of that understated, oh, um, put upon guy. He's great. I had forgotten about him reading through his uh, his list of uh, credits, Steve. I'd forgotten about uh, Seems Like Old Times oh. with uh, Goldie Hawn and, yeah. and Chevy Chase, and he played her. Husband and and or she she play he played yeah her husband and I've forgotten about that role I need to go back and see that movie and he's so great I love that movie too that was the follow up to foul plot yeah, foul, foul play. play yeah um yeah okay, let me play some clips I'm gonna start with uh, one from Midnight Run which was such great. a great movie him and Robert De Niro and he kind of steals it from Robert De Niro he does but it establishes that Robert De Niro had some comedic chops Very too much but so. Charles Grodin was that movie let me play a clip here we go why would you eat that. Why? Yeah, it doesn't taste good. But it's not good for you. I'm aware of it. Well, why would you do something that you know that's not good for you? Because I don't think about it. Well, that's living in denial. Living in denial? Yeah. I'm aware of that. So you're aware of all your behavior, yet you continue to do things that aren't good for you. That sounds sort of foolish, don't you think so, Jack? No. Stealing $15 million from Jimmy Serrano sounds foolish. I don't think I get caught. Now, that's living in denial. Aware of that. Oh, so you're aware of your behavior, 
and yet you continue to do things that aren't good for you. Sounds kind of foolish to me, don't you think, John? It was foolish. But taking 15 million of mob money and giving it to charity was good for a lot of people. It's a great movie. Yeah. I, I posted the uh, the litmus test scene yesterday oh. where they go into the bar and, and, and steal the 20s. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just it, the comedic timing mm. of Groden in that scene. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I just I love their dynamic so much and mostly because of him. Um, he uh, yeah, I'm going to play this clip. This is a, a small role. Sometimes he would have cameo roles and steal scene. And so <laughs> from so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> He's just driving, and and uh, the cop uh, tries to stop him. Anthony Lothalia. Yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, and <laughs> impound his car or to uh, take his car, and here's the clip. I love it. Excuse me, sir. I'm with the San Francisco Police Department. This is official police business. I would like to commandeer this vehicle. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? I happen to know for a fact that you don't have the right to commandeer my vehicle. Please, can I commandeer this vehicle? No. <laughs> You're just not going to bend on this commandeering thing, are you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Just the best. We have a clip also from... Go ahead, Steve. Do you have the lonely guy over there? Oh, uh, yeah. One of Steve and I's favorite movie, man. Not a lot of people know, nope. but I love this movie. So basically, it is from a book that was popular at the time, A Guide for the Lonely Guy. Mm. And Steve Martin and Charles Grodin are the loneliest, awkward guys. Single. Right. Just... And, and they share these conversations on park benches occasionally. And, and here's Charles Grodin talking about not liking naps. Here we go. <laughs> All right. It's part of the floor. Yeah, take a nap or something. I don't like to take naps. I don't like to wake up more than once a day. Because when I first wake up, I get that shock of who I am and everything. I really don't like to do that more than once a day. Yeah. You guys need to see that movie. Oh, my God. And like Steve said, it kind of flew under the radar. I had a group of friends that really loved it, and we used to quote it all the time. Oh, man. So good in that. Uh, and then... I mean, Beethoven brought yeah. him to a whole new audience with the... And he, he was, uh, you know, obviously totally likable as the dad. There's a scene where everyone remembers where he thinks his wife is kissing him gently in bed, and it's Beethoven, <laughs> and we have a clip of that. Oh, oh baby. Oh, baby. It's not even Saturday night. Oh, she drive me crazy. Oh, this daddy's little girl been naughty. George? What are you talking about? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Did you ever read the article that he wrote about having an affair with Miss Piggy? No. So you read it and you hear his voice as you're reading it. And it's just, it's this deadpan article in typical Charles Grodin style. But he talks about having this long, passionate affair with Miss Piggy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Steve Martin, and, and you know, it's 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 just sad when, when people like this pass and then... All the accolades flow in, and it's you know they don't get to see it. But Steve Martin called him the funniest person he ever knew, and and like a, a celebrity after celebrity after celebrity released statements yesterday of how much they loved Charles Grodin. Well, he he could again like the reason why I love Norm Macdonald, the economy of the execution, and that's what Charles Grodin did. If you watch the Heartbreak Kid, the original one, the remake's pretty funny, but he is the Ben Stiller role in that, and it is uh, there are so many scenes in that movie. Where you know, case you know, you, that that awkwardness, that uncomfortability, he just nails it. Yeah, uh, he actually he did some uh, uh, writing and directing, and uh, and he you know he did stage stuff. He was originally considered for of uh, the Dustin Hoffman role in The Graduate. That's he right. He passed on it, um, and he briefly did a little uh, political punditry on uh, my, sixty must, minutes. 
Well, or, no, it, he, like he had his own show. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. So it was You're like, right. like I th- it might have been early, early MSNBC. Yeah. When he would show up on Letterman, and Letterman would ask him like long, <laughs> detailed questions, and he would give answers like he gave in no. Yeah. Mary. No. Mm-hmm. Just yep. deadpan, straight face. It just would get me every time. The talk show hosts loved him. Carson loved him. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. they were they were all. Uh, and and let me see. I'm looking at some other uh, <laughs> titles uh, that he was in that you would know. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Woman. Yeah. Steve, he was in. I think he was in. Um, oh, all of me. Yeah, yes. that was a good one. Uh, and the woman in red. You know, movies that weren't big, big hits, but uh, he still. Uh, was great in all those. The movie uh, Dave, where Kevin Klein becomes the president. Yes, he's, he's his, his friend. His yeah. yeah, and they go and they do they the budget. The budget. They go to the budget, and he's like, "This is a mess." And they order sandwiches, and yes. well, yeah. Well, he's he's Dave's accountant right. from, from his yeah. hometown, yeah. and so a local like accountant. Uh, is now balancing the budget of the United States of America and does a better job. Right. Uh, we also we do have a quick clip of him with Miss Piggy. Uh, oh, we do. Yeah, okay. From uh, the the uh, great Muppet Caper. All right, here we go. I really did care for you. You know. I know. We could have had the world on a silver platter. That silver's turned to iron bars, Nikki. Don't hate me, Miss Piggy. Oh, I don't. It's just that somehow along the road I found out the difference between wrong and right. You're wrong. He's right. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, you know what? Watch a Charles Grodin movie this yes. week if, if you get a chance. If you can find the lonely guy, take oh, that out for a I'm going to go look for that. I'm going to see if I can find that because I want to I wanna watch. It's been ages since I've seen it. All right. So we have, um, we have a death. I want to mention a couple of things in the opposite direction. Jennifer Love Hewitt announced on Tuesday she and her husband, Brian Hallisay, are expecting their third child. Hey. Hey. She wrote, oh, baby. Uh, we have another. <laughs> we have another one on the way. Uh, she caps in a photo of herself holding up a clear blue pregnancy test with a shocked expression on her face. But she wrote, "So excited to finally share this news with all of you." Uh, she also announced uh, the that uh, used the announcement to bring awareness to the March of Dimes. It starts with Mom campaign, just in time for May's Mental Health Awareness Month. As the star explained, the campaign provides women with resources on preparing for motherhood as well as maternal. Mental health and wellness. Is this Jennifer Love Hewitt's first kid? No, this no, is the, the third, third one. Oh, yeah. right. well, how old uh, is she? Out of the loop. Uh, that I don't know. Put uh, in her forties. Yeah, yeah, maybe early forties. Uh, so uh, she said, "This has been such a pleasant, beautiful, surprising gift in this time uh, to be able to get to do all that again with another little human." And she's on that. Oh, is she forty-two? She's on that uh, show that is actually a hit. It's uh, I think it's nine one one or whatever it is. She's a uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Yep, I saw a funny TikTok yesterday, um, and it said uh, the mom of any uh, anyone who has three children, and it like listed the kids as what they are, and it was like the first one is sweet and like your you know your yeah, favorite. Angel, yeah. yeah, the middle one is the a hole, and the, or no, the baby was the sweet one that that they all loved. Yeah. They, they said an a hole, and then oh, the know it all. So you, you always have a know-it-all. You've always got an a-hole, and you always have the sweet one that, like, loves mom all the time. Okay. I could see that. And then one last thing, Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Uh, she's been open about starting a family for years and waiting for the right time to welcome a baby. And yesterday she announced that she is officially a mother, <laughs> revealing she welcomed a daughter by sharing a snapshot holding the infant's feet on Instagram. Uh, Campbell, who's 50, by the way. 
uh, gushed about feeling an indescribable lifelong bond with her new addition. Maybe that, well, she seems to have tamped down a little bit. She used to be Haven't heard much about sort her of a, a wild child and throwing phones at assistants and all that stuff. So That's maybe right. this will have a mitigating effect on that anger. She wrote, a beautiful little blessing has chosen me to be her mother. So honored to have this gentle soul oh, in my oh, life. There are no words to describe the lifelong bond that I now share with you, my angel. Oh. It's a nice picture. There's no greater love. You said yes. she was adopted? She didn't say. Oh no, no. She said she uh, she welcomed a baby. So oh, okay. I I don't know if she gave birth or not. Nick, I'd... she was cleaning clothes in the river press and in a wicker basket. Oh, by, yeah. wow. <laughs> very <laughs> biblical. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. Rings a bell. All right, we need to jump right over to the clips. I had a lot of other stuff, but we don't. Wait, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, All right, uh, Flatbush misdemeanors. He's about two longtime friends struggling. Ain't to nobody get, got time for that. <laughs> struggling to get by in Brooklyn's Flatbush neighborhood, and here Dan Perlman, who co-created the series with Kevin Iso, uh, discusses the importance of incorporating social injustice into the comedy. You know, maintaining that it's a comedy, but hitting it in a real way, not sort of making anything a caricature, not sanding down the issue or anything, but still dealing with it with some, like, heart and levity. I got bronchitis. (laughs) Uh, The 10-episode series uh, deputies Sunday on uh, Showtime. Next clip. The unusual food competition crime scene kitchen begins in the mess of post-dessert prep, and contestants are challenged to scour the room for clues and figure out what was made. I remember talking about this. Uh, host uh, Joel McHale elaborates on the concept. Here we go. Skilled bakers, some trained, some not trained, go in there and they just find tiny little pieces of evidence like a drop of lemon or a little bit of frosting. And then they were like, I got it. It's a uh, hummingbird cake and they have two hours to try to recreate it. Oh, Lord Jesus, this is a fire. Uh, crime Scene Kitchen premieres one week from today. That could be Fox. good. That it could be. It, yeah. it, it could be good. It could be terrible. It could be I'm, terrible. I'm on the yeah. fence on I it. I know, yeah. But you never know. It might be something that you really get caught up in the mystery part of it and see if you can figure it out, too. We still have that woman who is willing to drop off um, boxes, kits for us to take home and uh, make something on our own, and we can come in and uh, kind of have a little competition. If like you nailed it type yeah. of thing? Yeah. Yeah, all right. We should, we, there, there are a couple things now that things are starting to loosen up a little bit that we can give a try to. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's the entertainment report. Let's take a break because we're going live on Fox. Good day this morning, and we're going to talk to Todd Glass and... Uh, we have a secret text word. I didn't even mention that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We have your chance to win today a pair of tickets to see 311. Nice. Saturday, August 21st at BB&T Pavilion. All right? It's a pavilion-only show, no lawn. Uh, tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m., by the way, but text the word secret to 39333. You might win a pair this morning. We'll be right back. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. My microphone was off. All right, there. Started to speak. Mr. George Trout uh, from Springfield uh, High School is our coolest teacher of the year there, and uh, maybe we'll hear from him this morning. And we congratulate him, and we also drew a new name. Steve pulled out of the box Eastern Regional High School in Voorhees, New Jersey. So we put it up to you to vote for the coolest teacher of the past year. It's completely up to you if you go to school there. Just text the word teacher to 39333. We will send you a voting link, and then you fill that out and send it to us. And then tomorrow morning, around 6 a.m., we'll tally it up. 
and we will award the winner from that particular school as well. So uh, get on that if you would. And also, when you're in the texting mood, if you'd like to win the secret text word, we have a chance for you to check out 311, Saturday, August 21st, BB&T Pavilion. Uh, the tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster, by the way. Uh, so text word secret to 39333. And there's info at the website at WMMR.com on the presale and an extra chance to win uh, some uh, tickets. So make sure you get on. I think Jackie Bam Bam is giving away tickets tonight, too, which cool. is pretty cool. Yeah. Live concerts and stuff. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's the it's they're. It's an avalanche. It is. It's starting to happen. It's crazy. Um, but you know what? It, it's the it's the party afterwards. Well, I was talking about, uh, you mentioned this actually in passing yesterday, President, about, okay, now the calendar is actually starting to fill up with place appearances. Oh, yeah. And things of that nature. Like, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I know. Haven't yeah. done that in a You're while. Right, yeah. In fact, I was I was uh, texting with a friend of mine who wanted to get together during the week and, and do a little bourbon tasting. And I, and I was trying to, I'm like, I go, dude, we need to plan this now because yeah. the stuff is starting to it's fill up. It's filling in. Yep. Well, I just got word this morning that my friend got the okay from his wife for us to fly out to Phoenix to go see Fish and then go see the Eagles play oh. in Vegas, like, what? right after ah. that. When is that? October. Okay. So, when we break for commercial, I'm going to book a flight. All right? <laughs> okay. This is going to happen. Yes, you know, by the way, it's was, really happening. we were traveling out to a video shoot yesterday. I'm traveling behind a Subaru, and I'm like, oh, there's a fish sticker on that Subaru. And then go, no, there's an Eagles a sticker on that Subaru. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's Kate. That's, that's Kate. Kate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know him. We know what, let's, let's, uh, let's dive into the junk drawer, and I do oh. have something that ties right right into what we were... Uh, oh. I was just trying to buy some time. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, we'll dive right into something that speaks directly to what we were just talking about. Uh, mental health expert said in a Health Day Now interview that uh, the pandemic has left a lasting mark on people's psyches and people will be struggling with lingering worry for a little time to come. And that's natural. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Psychotherapist uh, Sherry Amitstein said that uh, we lived for over a year with such fear and such uncertainty. Uh, your body doesn't know what to do. Our cues are all mixed up. And suddenly... Uh, what was kind of forbidden is supposed to be okay again, and how do you react to it? Uh, Dr. Vivian Pender says everyone <laughs> is dealing with their pandemic year through a process very similar to the stages of grief as they deal with the shock and denial of the pandemic's many impacts on their lives. So you're going to go through these weird steps of transition. But don't beat yourself up exactly. for it. It's yeah. a natural thing. Exactly. And you will get through it. Yeah. And it's all part of the process. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a Mental Health Awareness Month. And uh, my mom has, is, is currently struggling with this because you had to readjust everything for a year plus, And now you're slowly readjusting back in a, in a measured way. And that readjustment back takes time and effort and sort of a relearning process. Your mom traveled the world a lot because she's a soldier of fortune. She's a mercenary. Yes. And so that had to come to a grinding halt. Yeah. Uh, are, are there are there hits coming back online for her now? Well, she's getting texts. Yeah. And she hasn't booked flights <laughs> yet. got to start slow. Yeah. yeah. We need the hawk. Um, I don't think <laughs> she ever really stopped, though. I really don't. Oh, you don't? No, I don't think she She's stopped. good, though. It's and not, she makes great her. meatballs. We weren't supposed to. Talk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought it up. They have raisins in them. <laughs> oh, dude, she well, kills people with raisins. Yeah. Rice, rice we raisins. Found, we found raisins. <laughs> Meatballs right by the body. Real quick. It's I, a hawk. I, I took uh, uh, dinner over to their house a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mother's Day. I brought dinner over and um, I, I bought some meatballs. And my dad, <gasps> like the first thing he goes, are there raisins in there? And I'm like, 
No, Dad. I, I'm not going to buy them when Raven. No one does that but Mom. <laughs> I'm surprised you were allowed to buy them. Like, my house, if I brought well, purchased meatballs in, my mom would be like, Ugh. Listen, if I was a good son, I would have made them with her recipe, but I was in a hurry, and I just I bought store-bought and, and brought over. I, I think I was a decent enough son for providing dinner on Mother's right. Day, so she right. didn't actually have to make dinner. But right. what do you, when, you, when somebody brings something into your house, does your mother manipulate it with like as if she's handling radioactive no, it's just isotopes? Me. It's just me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. No, right. no. She, she would be like, oh. Oh, you you bought the ones oh, in the bag. Mm. <laughs> oh, you bought those. Oh, okay. It's like a passive aggressive type of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, are mm. they, and then she'll do like this. She'll go. Oh, are are those good? <laughs> yeah. No, they're not. no, mom. I bought the knockoff ones. Yeah. <laughs> that's a classic mother daughter uh, passive aggressive. Oh, yeah. the, you, you like those? You you can oh, eat that's those? something you eat. Oh. Uh, by the way, going back to this, the experts say many people will ease back into regular life along with the pod of friends and family that they've limited themselves to seeing uh, during the pandemic. Experts also agree that the pandemic is also at a silver lining or two. For example, you likely gained some things in your life you didn't have before, including some much needed needed perspective. Also in the way that we getting back to whether, you know, fist bumps or handshakes or things, uh-huh. yeah. start yeah. to feel more comfortable. I went a little whole hog yesterday, and I had unprotected sex in the lobby. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. oh, wow. You really are yeah. 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 You yeah, dove right this, in. This guy was very nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was Were weird. you giving or receiving? I was giving. Okay. Yeah, I was He's just, a giver. I'm, I'm you just are. Have to. I just yeah. have to. It's hey, my nature. Press, you had mentioned the pods, and and I believe, you know, we, we potted with, thank God, a family that we get along with. And the kids get along. And yeah, why and, would you pick one you didn't? Get well, along? so but I was wondering that, like your like, neighbor who hates you down there. Well, <laughs> so you you might not you might not have a choice in who yeah. you pod up with. Yeah. And I wonder if there's not. I wonder. I'm sure there are families out there that are like I can't believe we got we got stuck we with got this stuck crew. with this freaking crew. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but uh, they're saying you know obviously be patient. Um, and and this. This, as things uh, are, we're going through this transformation, um, it's going to take a little bit of time, as did the pandemic itself, which is still there, but it's working its way out, and we, we have some steps to take, and just be patient. As this says, my mother always used to say, and got me, has got me through my life, this too shall pass, and then also the notion, it will happen at some point, we'll be going through your drawer, and you know, and you, your bureau, and they'll, you'll, there'll be a mask, and you'll go, oh yeah. Uh, Remember that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's move on to another thing in the junk drawer here. Hey, um, this will be. I expect Doctor Mike to call within the next ten seconds when I begin this. Uh, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force recommended people at average risk for colorectal cancer begin screening exams at fifty years old. Of course, now on Tuesday, the agency officially lowered that to age forty-five. It's official now. Oh, wow. They finalized a draft guideline issuing in, oct- in October. That will mandate insurance coverage. Oh, good. I've got mine yeah. in a couple of weeks. So you'll be yeah. able to do it at 45 insurance covers, and you're good to go. And Casey and I are both 45, so yeah. you want to yeah. go together? You want to go have these? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just turned 45 15 years ago. Well, I had actually gotten the uh, script from Dr. Mike to get it done, and then, uh, you know. Never he, went? Well, well uh, A, I didn't go, and then B, he kind of, like, you know, pulled it back a little bit just because, uh, th- you know, Numbers, it, it was an unnecessary risk. Okay. Yeah. Well, now being 44, with the guideline being 45, it's definitely right. worth going to. The, 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 the story led with the story of a, 
uh, of a woman who who was uh, having pain, and then she was only forty seven years yeah. old. And had they checked her at forty five, they they would have caught the cancer. Hmm. They they got it, but but they would have gotten it at an earlier stage, and it would have been it's, much it, easier to deal with. It's one of those things like prostate. If you get in, you get in early, get the check. Yeah. There's every reason to be encouraged. And, and it, listen, um, so uh, I I have mine coming up. Anybody who goes through it knows. For me, who's never done drugs, the little propofol hit is kind of a it's fun, it's kind fun. of wild, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've gotten I've I've gotten the colonoscopy twice, and it it's not a big deal. Um, a concerning increase in colorectal cancer has been uh, seen among people under fifty years since the mid nineties. So the the numbers have been going up that it's happening earlier. Let Do you me, have it in your family history, Preston? Not colon okay. cancer, uh, prostate, but not colon. Really? Yeah, yeah. My uh. uncle had it, um, but eleven percent. He didn't die from it. Oh, okay, it, yeah. it, it was managed well. Uh, 11% of colon cancer and 15% of rectal cancers in 2020 occurred among patients younger than 50 years compared with 5 and 9% respectively in 2010. So they've seen an increase in it, so they're going to do that. Stay encouraged. Get the checkup. If you if you have nothing going on, that's still, that's actually the best reason to get it. If you have something, you catch it early. Yep. It's what, I, it's what happened with me with the prostate cancer. Be positive. Uh, Mario's got a comment real quick. Hey, Mario, good morning. Hey, that's okay, baby. It's okay, baby. It's just my finger. What's up? That's what I'm talking about. Hey, so I got a uh, colonoscopy, and I'm only 38. Um, and apparently, uh, I have no signs, nothing, nothing's going on. But apparently, if you had somebody in the family, ah. like my father had rectal cancer. So the rule nowadays is that you have to go 10 years before okay. that person was diagnosed. So, example, my dad was diagnosed at 48. I had to go at 38. Okay. No, it's, it's just it's just right. smart, and, and everything's good to know. Good for you, Mario. Oh, yeah, right. everything's clear, crystal clear, but I got to be honest, that propofol, best nap I had in years. <laughs> dude, yeah, dude. I'm not even lying. He's Michael not lying. was on to something. He's not lying. Yeah, yeah. man, it's awesome, man. Yeah. And, of course, the love butt stuff to begin with. Oh, God. Hey, but, yo, seriously, if it runs in the family, it's nothing to mess around with. They they have so many uh, screens nowadays that you can catch it super early, and it's not even effective. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Right. Thanks, Absolutely. Mary. Have Appreciate you guys seen it, the commercial where the talking poop box comes yes. to the guy yeah, on the yeah, beach? Yeah. And, and then there's also one where the talking poop box comes to the lady who's swimming? Yeah. No, okay, no, so no I have not. Please it's an a- me. animated box uh, where you are, the, the intent of the commercial, Preston, is uh, to screen for colo, col- colorectal cancer. <laughs> And you uh, you uh, put a fecal sample in the box, and then you mail it to a, a place where can they can diagnose it. And it's uh, uh, this talking box. Uh, the lady's just swimming, and then yeah. there's a dude who's sitting on the beach, and the, the box comes up. Well, the one and, box is walking up the elevator, walking up the escalator alongside the. Uh, there are many pooping okay, boxes. There, there's yeah. several of them, yeah. and and it's just I don't know why, but it throws me off every time that this. This talking crap box. Crap in me. <laughs> yeah. It, it wants Take you to, a big hairy dump in me. Wants you to poop in him, and then uh, and then you can mail him to the center, and they'll test for the cancer. Well, do whatever they got to do. I guess so. To, to, to get it done. Piss right. in me. What, what does that check? Nothing. I just like to be pissed on. Uh, let me go to Bill real quick here. Hey, Bill, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. How you doing, Preston? Hey, good. What's up, man? Uh, I was just wondering. I was hearing these guys having a conversation. Um, I was diagnosed with colon cancer last Friday. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And I'm 51 now. If I would have got it done at 45, I wouldn't have to go underneath the knife at all or have to go through any of the procedures that I've gone through. Okay. And believe me, it's torture. Right. Uh, to go through, yeah, once you're diagnosed and then things you have to get done afterwards? Yep. Okay. So uh, you're, you're, you're sharing a cautionary tale uh, to let people know, get out there and get this done. I mean, they have to. I mean, yep. I, I just, I, just I, I figured I'd go in, they'd find a couple polyps, and I'd be out. <laughs> Not even the case. They found a growth three centimeters long. 
15 centimeters from, let's say, the exit point. Okay. And uh, now I go uh, June 4th for surgery, and then I will be out for at least six to eight weeks. Wow. Which is okay. something that could have been avoided how if I would have gotten diagnosed early. So here, and you guys talk about on President Steve, how you guys, uh, how the government has lowered it to 45 is the best news I've heard because so, you have to. So okay. one, of the, to. one of the things to, to do also, and, and Bill, what you're going through is something, you know, and, and I wish you all the best, but, you know, don't, a lot of people reflexively go, well, I don't want to hear bad news. If you, if you have nothing going on and if everything feels good, and obviously if you have something that's, that's an issue and you're feeling pains or whatever, you, you absolutely do it. But to your point, Bill, go do it. You know, uh, if you're asymptomatic, if there's nothing going on, yeah. and the odds are, as you're saying, you catch it, catch it early enough, you're going to be golden. Is every, What's your prognosis? Is everything looking in a favorable way for you, Bill? Well, I had my CT uh, scan yesterday to see if it got into my lymph nodes, and from what I understand, it hasn't. So, oh, okay. Okay. okay, well, good. Well, you, you just, you just look, you know, touch base with us after and let us know how everything went. I will. I will do that. All right. And thanks for calling, Bill. We appreciate it. Good luck with everything, all right? All right. Love you guys. I love you, too. All right. So, yeah, that's right there. There's your example. Boom. That's it. That's what you need to know. So if you've been on the fence for whatever reason, make sure you make that decision to get checked out. So that's official. I'm going to switch gears. We're going to come back to the junk drawer here in a moment, but we got a caller on the line we need to talk to. We had mentioned our coolest teacher of the year this morning, voted upon by Springfield High School students. And he's on the line. Please welcome Mr. George Trout to the show this morning. George, good morning, sir. Hey, how are you? We're wonderful. How you doing, man? I'm great. I heard I won something. You (laughs) did. You are, uh, you're the coolest teacher, man. How cool is that? Uh, That's hard to believe because... Uh, I'm like the biggest nerd in the world. Uh, <laughs> well, if, listen. If being it, it, a nerd is cool, then I'm your guy. You, being a nerd has been very cool the past several years. It's been wonderful. Thank God for the Marvel Cinematic Universe to make all nerds become cool. <laughs> uh, listen, you, you work, as I mentioned earlier this morning, in industrial materials. Can you describe what all that entails? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I've been teaching 35 years now, and I kind of adopted that name into the program, so I didn't change it. Um, but it's 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 a furniture design and woodworking course. Wow. Would it so would, it, would so. have been what we would have called wood shop wood back shop. in the day? Well, I don't. Yeah, I'm not offended by that term, but it's it's we're a little more glorified than that. I mean, we have kids making um, pool tables and harpsichords and dining room sets. Oh wow, and, dude! Um, well, listen, amazing, that's something that should be taught, furniture. George. That's something that should be taught. That's something that. For a while, that seemed to me that they would just extract that from the school curriculum as if that was something that was, ah, that's that's not serious. But you could, if that's something you love and, you, and, and you, you, you're and you drawn to it, that could be a lucrative profession, correct? Uh, no, I'm going to disagree with you. I really? Don't encourage them, I don't encourage them to get into the field. I teach it um, as a problem-solving and a creative design course. So, so that's... I, there's not... There's not many woodworking jobs out there, so it's a problem-solving and a creativity class that they can use in any other field that they choose. So there's, there's no money to be made in woodworking, and you're wasting their time. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to teach it creatively, or else right. uh, I'm, I'm lucky the administration has... Uh, has supported me all these decades. Well, that is cool. That is so, cool. It's working, yeah. George, I, I ride my bike uh, past Springfield High School all the time, and it looks amazing. It's a brand new school. Can you oh, tell yeah, us about, awesome. uh, you know, well, I mean, what are your facilities like especially? Well, first of all, I got to tell you, I was 
pleasantly surprised that they included this in the new building. I thought, you know, because I only have, you know, I'm towards the end of my career. Yeah. I thought maybe they would say, hey, it's been a good run, but in the new building, we're not going to have this program. And I would totally have understood that. But the new building's great. I have a huge facility. Um, but my heart's still going to be in the old building, which recently just got torn down. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, that was my home for 34 years. But I mean- the new building is awesome. Um, everyone loves it, and it's just it's just great. Well, you always remember where you had your first wood, and that's uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mister Trout, do uh do adults wow. ever sign up for I your know. class? What's that? Do adults ever sign up for your class? I taught an adult woodworking course for twenty years, but ah. then my pro- the program got too big, so I ha- I couldn't sacrifice uh, an evening because we're here at night. We're here after school a lot working with kids because the projects are just too difficult to get done during school. I think it's awesome. I, I think, you know, just dabbling a little bit with working uh, with some wood stuff. I started to get into my brother. Uh, my brother's in-law are contractors. And, uh, and and putting something together to me is the adult equivalent of building models as a kid. And it's it's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. But I guess in problem solving, like like uh, like model building, you, you have a step-by-step uh, instructions that you need to follow. Uh, if, you, if you come across something that uh, that doesn't work, you have to figure out a way to fix it. Um, so Absolutely. therein lies the uh, uh, the interpretation into problem solving. Right. When do I and, call George? And you see, using this in in other <laughs> real life situations. That's a cool message. Oh so, yeah, it's really it's really an artistic class. It's problem solving and artistic. And love it. Kids love the creativity to it, so it's pretty cool. Where did you go to high school, Mr. Trout? I went to York Suburban High School in York, Pennsylvania, and then I graduated from Millersville University. Hey, by the way, do the kids just call you Trout? Usually, yeah. Okay. All right. not, I mean, some say Mr. Trout, but it's kind of just Trout. Hey, All Trout. Right. All right. Well, listen, Trout, we got something great for you, and it's on behalf of your students. We're going to give you a coolest teacher of the year, President Steve Coffee Mug, which we've been handing awesome. out for years. Yep. And we'll also give you a pair of tickets to our MMRBQ coming up on September 25th. A lot of great bands playing. We'll put you in the coolest teacher section. Whoa. So you're going to be with a bunch of other teachers that have won this award. You're you're even going to get a coolest teacher of the year T-shirt to wear to that show. And we'll That's give you a, a $25 uh, Acme gift card, too, on top of that. Okay. Excellent. Love it. Hey, very unexpected, but uh, again... Um, I, I do appreciate it. And again, I'm not very cool. I'm just a normal nerd. Like well, <laughs> you, you made a difference clearly. So yep. congratulations. And enjoy yeah, your okay. summer. Hey! Thank you, Mr. Trout. Hey! Nice job. Mr. Trout, hey! our coolest teacher. Awesome. And our next school is Eastern Regional High School in Voorhees, New Jersey. So you just uh, text word teacher to 39333. The pool tables, I, our shop class, we made uh, clocks. Yeah. yeah, and we, we had made a bo- cutting board. Yeah. I think you know, <laughs> I mean, which is like when you had like a lazy wood shop teacher, you'd do like bookends and stuff like that. Come on, can't we do a harpsichord? I would have liked that. <laughs> Hang on, here's a text came. It says you guys have no idea how cool his program is. It says I built an entire bedroom set with his guidance. Greatest Whoa. teacher I have ever had. Oh, wow. wow, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who that is from, but it's from that's- a termite. Well, that's um, yeah. that's making a difference right there. That's awesome. a that's a, a positive effect on someone's life. You know, right. I forgot to ask. Uh, Brent Porsche went to Springfield High School. Oh, uh, oh and I, you know, and uh, so he's been teaching there twenty three years. I wonder if Brent ever had him. That's a good question. Mm. All right, um, Case, do I have time for one more story, or do we have to? Well, break? it's got to be a. Sh- All right, I'll do a very second. very quick. One. Make it a. Sh- <laughs> well, I, I was just doing a little bit of quick math in my head. <laughs> this will be very quick. Okay, okay. It's so, got to be. Uh, New Hampshire, this is my last item in the junk drawer. Let me reach in here. Oh, yeah. oh, there, 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 there
New Hampshire State Police said they stopped 121 motor vehicles between 6 and 11 a.m. on Sunday along Route 95 in Hampton Falls. Troopers stopped 46 drivers going over 90 miles an hour. 46. And an additional 10 were stopped at going over 100 miles an hour, including three who topped 115 oh, miles per hour. How regularly do you speed? I mean, I, excessively. My, my buffer is... Because of the flow of traffic, and I'm talking about on the yeah. highways, about 10 miles over the speed limit. Yeah, 10 and, to 15. And, and I, I will I will try to top it off at about there, um, depending on the flow of traffic. Now, if, if people are going a lot slower, I don't mind doing the speed limit, especially because I'm no. listening to audiobooks now, and I like yeah. to get a little bit more time on my commute. I follow the rules. For example, if, unless I'm going... If I'm passing, I if I'm passing, I'm in the left. If I'm not, I'm to the right. I, I follow the flow of traffic and which lanes you're supposed to be in, at, depending on what speed you're going. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the turnpike, Preston, I'm with you. I stay with the flow of traffic. Uh, I hate these people who weave in and out. If you're going, and yeah. on the turnpike, if you're going yeah. 75, 80 miles an hour, that should be enough. Well, the turnpike mm-hmm. speed limit is 70. 70. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so uh, I have the adaptive cruise control, which yeah. is like awesome because I drove to, to Hershey last Friday. And so I was on there for a little while and I just set it at like 76, 77, something like that. Took a and- nap. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, because, you know, it kind of keeps me in my lane. No, but I, I was able to stay awake. But the fact that, like, you know, when you approach the car in front of you, the car will slow down. Yeah. Right. go at their pace of traffic. Right. Yeah, it's great. Yep, and you can pick the amount of length, car lengths yeah. you want to be behind them. Yep. You I, can I've hop in the back system. seat and play with your Scorpion. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but, yeah, I mean, I do, generally on, on the turnpike, I just do five miles and over speed. Yeah. I might do 75. That's fine for me. But I will see people that are um, easily... You can tell they're doing 100 miles an yeah. hour. And it's like, wow, dude. Okay, you're, you're flirting with it. Can you call the cops if you see somebody doing 100 and 120? Is there anything that can be done as a as a citizen yeah. at that point? Yeah, I, I call? have called the police because I've seen erratic drivers before. Okay. So if, if you see somebody that's doing that and, and they seem dangerous to you, yeah, they can call. Now, whatever happens, right. I don't know. Is it Chances all are they're not going to get them. But if by off hand they happen to have a unit that's down further they can let them know hey you know we got a call and there's somebody you want to keep an eye out for it's legal for a civilian to set up a road trap yeah yeah so if you have them in your car okay. yeah it's within down. your prerogative and your legal right to, to set up a road trap and a speed trap but that was between 6 and 11 a.m 121 vehicles yeah. and uh yeah 46 of them <sighs> going over 90 some of them over 115 miles an hour but you know that's probably hmm. You could do that here, no yeah. problem. Do on, in the parking on 95 lot. on the Blue Route, wherever. All right, uh, that's it. That's all we have time for because we got to get into makeup. We're going on TV. We got to get set for all that. So thank you for letting me clean out the junk drawer. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Don't forget Todd Glass on the show a little bit later too. Stay with us. Love MMR. Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant. 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's about uh, 7.56, and that is the time that we go live on Fox Good Day. So any moment now, we will hear some music rising up, and then it will be time to go on television with us if you'd like to tune in. Uh, We have a few things coming up. Still, don't forget, Todd Glass is going to be on the show. We have a secret text word, chance for you to win some tickets. To go to 311, the show is Saturday, August 21st, the BB&T Pavilion, so get set for that. Here okay, we go. Okay, Preston and Steve, I'm going to try to set this up for you and not make it too lengthy. A man is asking for some advice. He thinks his best friend's wife is hitting on him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know what to do about it. He says the woman sent him an invitation to her house for drinks by the pool, and the invitation read drinks by the pool and included a picture of her laying by the pool in a bikini. He says he's not sure if she sent it to other people or just to him, and now he's debating, should he tell his friend, this guy, who was married to her? Mm. Ah, Preston. Well, Steve's kind of shaking his head. I'm not I sure what you I don't think so. I, th- I, think you, I think you need more. I think you need to actually sleep with her before oh, yeah. <laughs> before you confirm, because everything right up to now is just sort of hearsay. and, and uh, you're, true. Yeah. Yeah. Misunderstood, maybe. Yeah, but when you have conclusive proof, like a video, a long right. video with multiple acts, and then you can go to him and say, as your friend, I need you to know your wife right. is cheating on you. Mm. All okay. right. Let me, let me ask you, Mike. In, in this Multiple scenario. In, in Multiple. This, in this scenario, am I married? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if. if is what he married? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, Preston has a plan here. Yeah. It, okay. it involves oh. swinging. No. Swapping. Now, if it, no. if it's my best friend, if it's my closest friend, then, yeah, I would I would have to, I would definitely have to approach and say, dude, I, hey, check it. And maybe try to do it in a light way that isn't going, you think she's hitting on me? Yeah. Guess who wants to have sex with me? Right. Your wife. Your wife. <laughs> Your wife. Yeah. Wait, well, is that funny? He could ask her. Or you he could ask me? their friends, other friends, and see, hey, did you get the same text I got? Or you know, I wouldn't do that. What we Why found not? out, because well, what we found out many times is that when you think you will end up being the bad guy, you when you try to tell like uh, somebody, a friend of yours, well, I'm not so sure about this person. You need, you need to. I, I would, I would need to get more of a consistent. If she kept hitting on this person okay. but then perhaps one one time i don't know alex i wouldn't go to other friends though because then that's going to spread out amongst the uh, that's uh true. Start the, 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 it'll start rumors and you know and then all of a sudden you're the one that started those rumors and yeah, how about yeah. paying one of your mutual friends to have sex with the wife Jeez. okay right. yes all right okay. Okay. get video of it multiple acts <laughs> Not this, and multiple no, listen, angles. Let's hear the man out. Good yeah, yeah. lighting. Nick says multiple angles and proper lighting. That's what I said. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Listen, we're just trying to help. I have a, uh, a, a, an admission. Okay. Oh. This could be a little bit of story time with Mike. We only have 40 seconds. I was at a party. This is back when I'm in college. Right. And um, we're at a party and there's beer flowing like crazy. I'm in the backyard of my friend's house and I look through the window into a bedroom and my 
girlfriend of like three or four years is in there talking with my best friend, oh. Steve. Steve comes over and puts his arm around her. He's looking like he, he's trying to, well, let's see what happens here. Didn't try to kiss her or anything, but he was he was there for it. <laughs> okay. You know what wow. I mean. And so what I happened? I never said anything. I never said anything. You never said anything. I let it go. I just let it go. Wow. Are you still friends with Steve? Yep. Have you, and, have you, you ever, marry her? You ever brought it up to him? <laughs> nope. Because I you? got married in college, so I didn't know. Was it to her? To, what, say it again. Was it to her, the, your girlfriend at the time? Did y'all end up getting... Yeah. Oh, you married her? Yeah, it was Joy. Oh, wow. Oh, and you oh, well, how did that end? That's trust, honey. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can watch it. It's volume seven of the Swedish erotica series. Right. So. <laughs> now, I did have sex with his wife. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's it. And I hope multiple I angles with proper lighting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> proper lighting. I absolutely did not. I, I love okay. All right. Mary. All right. We're good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Take care. We'll see you later. Took a turn. I, did, I tell you what I did one time, and this was not a close friend either, but one of our neighbors uh, one time, I got a call. I told Rochelle about this. I got a call from, like, our neighbor's aunt or whatever. Anyhow, she called up one time, and and uh, and and we, we were friendly enough to where we it was not strange that she had called. And I, I go, "Hey," she was so and so, and she goes, "Hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm good. Yeah, you, what's going on? Not, I mean, and she was saying it like in this breathy right, way, right, right. And I'm like, "And you are calling because?" And it was clear she was trying to really. I, I think so. I think she was because she was kind she of said, a my butthole laser. <laughs> oh, oh, no kidding, spotless. It's like the channel down there. Uh, I did not call him. No, she didn't. But she did go back for session two yesterday. Yeah, how did that did go? You? Three. Oh, three. Those Sorry. three. Is that your final session? No, four to six. Okay. Right. Let's play Death Star. You may fire when ready. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Let's play Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play Death Star. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Let's be clear. It's a Brazilian laser. It's right, not, yeah. not just getting my butthole laser. Okay. It's, it's not, a Brazilian just, laser? Just clearing yes. out the whole area. I, it's slash and burn. Yeah. I don't, people think that I'm just going, <laughs> spreading my ass cheeks. Having a laser fired into your butthole. a laser fired in. It was older on. <laughs> butthole laser. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. That we took a turn. Traffic. We need to do NGM Insurance Group traffic. Listen to that million voices cried out. They file when ready. Uh, let's take a look at NGM Insurance Group traffic. What's up, Kelly? All right. We, 295 is shut down in West Deptford, northbound between Paulsboro and 644. Uh, so it's between exit 21 and exit 22. This is an accident. Uh, it's an investigation. A pedestrian was involved in the accident, so that's why they have the roadway closed. 42 north, slowing from the Black Horse Pike to 295. 55 northbound, Jam Stepford to 42. On the Blue Route southbound, uh, at the Mid-County Tolls, we have all toll booths closed. Traffic must use the Easy Pass only lane, so that's causing extra volume at the Mid-County Tolls this morning. North on the Blue Route, slowing 95 to McDade and then Media to Route 1. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, slowing 4. Washington to the Mid-County Tolls, 95 southbound, jams Cotman to Bridge, the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard, the Vine westbound, heavy broad to the Schuylkill on the Schuylkill Expressway, eastbound, expect delays 202 into Belmont, the Boulevard to Spring Garden, both directions between Pashyunk and Broad, uh, westbound, also slowing University to South, the Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Road out to Gulf Mills. 
This traffic report brought to you by Ford. It's the final days of Ford Truck Month. Hurry to your local Ford dealer today or visit buyfordnow.com to see the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. We shall do the Bizarre Fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. They also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for details. Well, South Carolina man doused his girlfriend with a bucket of urine during an argument in the couple's apartment. Responding to a 3.15 a.m. disturbance call, Myrtle Beach cops spoke... Hey, what's that bucket of urine for? <laughs> yeah, honestly, you just has a bucket of urine in their apartment. Well, I will explain. Okay. Uh, so, the Myrtle Beach cops spoke with a 27-year-old victim who did have urine-soaked clothing. The woman said that her boyfriend, Fred Funier, had gotten drunk earlier in the evening and, after returning to their residence, stated an argument with her about favors that needed to be done. After Funye called her a bunch of profanities, the woman said he grabbed a bucket that he uses to relieve himself with and threw it at her. He has a piss bucket. Oh, my God. Uh, The report does not address why he opts to urinate in a bucket, but he does. Because the pouch is for the poop. An officer on scene reported spotting liquid on the floor and smelling urine. Upon being woken by a cop, Funye who smelled of alcohol, denied throwing anything at the victim. Funny was arrested on a misdemeanor domestic violence charge. Uh, the couple, t- uh, the victim told police, have dated for four years and began living together about five months ago, and an online wedding planner indicates they're engaged. Oh, it's going to end in divorce. Magical. An unruly passenger acting erratically and aggressively toward crew aboard a JetBlue flight forced it to an unscheduled landing in Minneapolis. Mark Anthony Scarbo was booked on suspicion of drug possession. Uh, JetBlue Flight 915 was on its run from uh, New York to San Francisco when it was forced to divert to Minneapolis after a customer on board began acting erratically and aggressively toward crew members and other customers. A flight was met by law enforcement. The customer was removed, and the flight continued to San Francisco. In cell phone video recorded aboard the flight, an attendant could be heard telling passengers that a passenger allegedly touched another passenger, refused to wear a mask, and made repeated trips to the bathroom. He was also seen making stabbing gestures <sighs> towards other passengers and snorting a white substance, that the flight attendant said. The attendant added that the bag with the substance was found at his seat. Uh, she said it was decided that all four flight attendants felt uncomfortable with what was going on. I'm not comfortable with this. And said that uh, this was the closest place to go, so we as a team made the decision to come here. And the plane erupted in, a, in applause after the attendant finished speaking. Nice. So they all knew there was an A-hole yeah, on board. Yeah. Uh, Scarbo was still in custody late Monday afternoon. Jail records show that a and uh, Minneapolis prosecutors have until noon uh, Tuesday to or yesterday to formally charge him. Australia's oldest man has revealed some of his secrets for long life, including eating chicken brains. What? Dexter Kruger, a former rancher and vet, is 111 years old and 124 days and told the Australian Broadcasting Corporation a weekly poultry delicacy had contributed to his longevity. Speaking from his nursing home in rural Queensland, Mr. Mr. Kruger said, chicken brains, you know. What's that again, old timer? He He said, chicken brains. You know, chickens have a head. This is his quote. He said, you know, chickens have a head, and in there, there's a brain. 
and they are delicious little things. Oh, that's there's, right. There's only one little bite. Right, you just lay there. I'm going to put this pillow over your face. Uh, chicken's brains are smaller even than the bird's eyeball, according to uh, CuisineVault.com, which describes them as a fatty organ that tastes a lot like chicken with fat and a unique chicken. sponge-like texture. Chicken Mr. Kruger's son, Greg, himself a sprightly 74, puts his father's long life down to a simple outback lifestyle. Yeah, I used to eat the butthouse, but they kind of rubbery. Decided to flip it over and try yeah, the other side. Yeah, right? the other side. See, yeah. see how the other half leaves. Here's a follow-up story. We had a lengthy discussion about this yesterday. Remember I said that a uh, an elevator had fallen three floors in King of Prussia. <laughs> Update to that story. It wasn't exactly that. Three people involved in a fight were injured after they fell several stories down an elevator shaft at an apartment complex in King of Prussia Monday night. A source told this to NBC10. The incident occurred at the uh, 251 DeKalb apartment complex, uh, and three people were fighting on the eighth floor of the building when they fell down the elevator shaft to the elevator car, which was sitting on the first floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they fell on top of the elevator. Uh, all three were hurt, and at least one of the victims suffered a broken leg. All three were taken to the hospital. Most seriously hurt was taken by helicopter to the hospital. <laughs> Officials have not yet revealed their exact conditions. Earlier reports said the elevator fell, but the source said that that's not what happened. A resident felt the floor of his fourth floor apartment, so they were above him, yeah. shaking and he then went down to, oh, I'm sorry, it happened below him. And then he went down the third floor where he saw a man speaking to people through the elevator door. Uh, he then saw firefighters taking a blood, bloodied person out of the elevator shaft on the floor below. That's an effed up story. It was a fight. Wow. All right, speaking of an effed up story, here's your last one. An elderly woman in India narrowly avoided being burned alive after her family mistakenly thought she was dead and prepared her for cremation. You know, they're burning people out out in your backyard. Funeral pyres. Uh, The woman, identified as Shakuntala uh, Gaikwad, tested positive for COVID last (laughs) week. Uh, Yahoo reported her family took her to Silver Jubilee Hospital, but as the wards were full, they were turned away. As they waited for an ambulance, she became unconscious, and the family mistakenly thought she had died, so they prepared her for cremation. But moments before it was lit, she woke up on her own funeral pyre in a panic and started crying. Hey, hey, hey! Local police confirmed the story. She was later transported back to the hospital to be cared for. Uh, Last year, India's health ministry released guidelines for the cremation of people who have died of COVID with special measures ordered to avoid any potential reinfection. But, yeah, dude, they were about to Mm. burn her and she was still alive. Yeah, I'd say give it a half hour before you light that thing up. There you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Secret text word today. Chance for you to win tickets 311. Text word secret to 39333. And if you go to Eastern Regional High School in Voorhees, New Jersey, your turn to vote for the coolest teacher of the year. Text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you a voting link. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Good morning, guys. This is Anthony. I'm the owner of Basil Mason Restoration in Williamstown, New Jersey. We work in Haddonfield to AC and everywhere between. Do restoration work of chimneys, walls, steps, anything brick, stone, block, small business, one-man operation right now. Facebook.com slash Basil Masonry. You want to see some photos of our work? And check us out on uh, HomeAdvisor.com. See uh, over 55-star reviews. Really appreciate this opportunity. And, uh, 
Next message. Hi, my name is Mike. Last year I started a business in Coatesville, Pennsylvania doing guided horseback trail rides. If you'd like to try that sometime, look me up. It's Red Rider Trail Rides on Facebook. All my information's on there. Sounds like something you'd like to check out. Look me up. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. <laughs> Sticking with the Billy thing for a moment. <laughs> um, I saw this uh, very interesting article that I thought was worth uh, passing along. Uh, I think I got, I might have gotten it on BuzzFeed, but it was uh, through a Reddit uh, question. Somebody had asked on a, on a Reddit um, uh, platform, what funny things did you think about women's anatomy before you learned the truth? So it was asking guys this. What 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 did you, as mainly as a kid, think? Yeah, the mystery. Yeah. What, how does that work? Yeah. Where does the pee come out? And uh, the men were yeah, that was one of the things. afraid to admit they knew yeah. nothing and took some pretty funny guesses. So I'll, I'll give you one, a, a first example here. Now, this is the author said this. Yeah. He, he goes, on a related note, I knew, now this is what, what women thought about guys. So it's it the opposite here. She said, I knew, he said, I knew a girl in high school who thought men's testicles were in two fully separate sacks that <laughs> clanked together like Newton's cradle. Those steel balls that yeah, clanked clank, together. Clank, clank, clank. Oh my God. Uh, pretty funny stuff, apparently. So she thought that she had a misconception about men. There as you well. go. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. I think probably in in the in the misconception range that there's probably more going on from young young men. I think so. to women, but probably that's yeah. just my call. Well, I was one, and Steve, the question you asked is it was as permanent pertinent one, right? Uh, the the where does the pee come out? Because <laughs> I, I knew that sex was a thing, right? Yeah, I, yeah. But I didn't understand the mechanics of it, and so. Uh, I'll phrase this delicately, but I didn't know that she sort of had to go down and come up when engaged. I thought you just went straight in. Right. right. Yeah. I, oh, I know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, in yes. fact, yeah. there's, there's so, it, one of these quotes is that exact same okay. thing. Yeah. All right. I'm glad I'm not alone then. That the, that the, uh, the entry point was more yeah. straight in right. and not well, okay, more so open. In other words, my, that, you, that you, I'm sorry, that to, you would to face clarify, each other. You could yes. stand face to face yes. and just go oh. right in horizontally. Yeah. I think that's because, you know, because people like kiss that way. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, like, it's yeah. got to be now. Genitals go that way too. Right. So, okay. my friend thought for the first time that he had sex and he didn't really. <gasps> oh, what? Because he, he was. Thought he was you just went oh, straight was, in, so it was really just oh, like on top. It wasn't right. actually. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Okay. He, he, uh, so he thought he was not a virgin, at and that he was like, age? "Oh yeah. wait, um, yeah." I mean, okay. he was young, he was young for his age. You know, it wasn't when the rest of us were doing it. Right. But- mm, your okay. belly button's so tight. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me give you a couple of other examples. This one's great. It says, "When I was a little kid, uh, I knew that girls didn't have penises, but I thought they still had balls." <laughs> Do you remember how terrified you were and how, like, amazed and, like, all the things you thought? Yeah. Now, I I was sure you could fire a laser beam into a woman's butthole. Now, I was... uh, (laughs) You can. You can. Oh, that's right. Uh I had a sister, so I had... Growing up, we would would bathe together and everything, so I had seen the female anatomy for myself. So uh, those who didn't have sisters of a similar age might have been a little bit more of a mystery for you. Um, here's another one that says, uh, I thought that a period was just women going to the toilet and peeing blood out. Oh, my God. Perhaps multiple times during one day. Wow. He says, now I know that many women wish that were the case. <laughs> yes, it'd probably be easier. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this one says, since adults constantly reference babies being in mom's tummy, yeah, which you do it's all the standard. time, yeah, and to get things in anyone's tummy, you have to eat them. A logical conclusion <laughs> for a three-year-old to arrive at is that moms eat tiny babies. Oh my God. Baby grows. And then will climb its way back up mom's throat and out of her mouth oh when they are big enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Did That's you? Great. I always, I remember as a kid wondering, getting the idea that there was an opening down there. Yeah. But not being able to understand why everything just didn't slide out. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. I could see that. Uh, this one is titled, The Kid Does His Own Research. It says, when I was like four, uh, the older and very unusual neighbor girl climbed a tree and peed from up there while I was out of the splash zone, but below. Oh. And to me, it looked like she was doing it out of her butt. Oh, that's, <laughs> I think that's pretty standard for, right? for any kids. Oh, yes, I've gotten that. Like, uh, Jay's actually laughs at me. He's like, he's like, you pee out your butt. I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, yes, you do. <laughs> no, really, I don't. As a kid, I, I thought that, and, and Kathy will probably confirm this, but I thought girls didn't poop. Uh, they don't. Kathy and, does not do that. And the reason being is because uh, I would see after my sister, if, if she happened to not flush the toilet, that there was toilet paper in there. Yeah. But no. No poop. Right. Oh. Yeah. And so and I he, thought. He, she didn't realize she was dabbing the nozzle. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't know what that was all about. I didn't Because I, I didn't have to do any cleanup when I peed. Right, right. right. So I thought that she just, yeah. that girls didn't do it, yeah. that they didn't poop. So do they? No. Okay. They don't. You're right. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a dumb kid. Uh, here's another one that says, when I was a kid, I thought it was weird. Girls used another bathroom. And my mother told me that girls pee sitting down, so they use a different bathroom. Little me was then trying to figure out how girls sit on the urinal to pee. And remember thinking, this just must not be comfortable. <laughs> well, you remember in Step Brothers when she's in the... Uh... God. <laughs> she's got Catherine her leg up on. on the urinal. Oh, and after she boy. does it, she turns to him and says, stay golden, pony boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this one says, I have a sister. So from a very young age, I was aware of the basic differences in male and female anatomy. That sounds like me. Uh, mostly because I thought the, uh, the like some people, uh, I thought that some people have an in-belly button and some people have an out belly button. A, vine, a vagina was just a penis that had grown inwardly. <laughs> so he thought that for the longest yeah. time. Uh, yeah, I could sort of see that. That's yeah. a confusion that makes sense. Another one says, uh, I was only nine at the time. My friend told me that uh, people poop in different colors. And the girls poop in colors such as pink, yellow, and all. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be awesome. He also yeah. claimed that he got the blue color and I was just so devastated that I got the disgusting brown color. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes yeah. the misconceptions can come from somebody telling you something. Oh, yeah. Even as a joke. And you uh -huh. run with it. And you end up thinking that it's, you know, I'm Bible. sure there are people who believed a lot of the stuff that I said as a joke uh, as oh a kid. Oh, my God, right? Yeah, because I was doing it all the time. This text says, I thought you could milk boobs. Uh, it says, I thought boobs were filled with milk and you could milk them just like a cow. <laughs> Uh, well, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But not quite. No, like not that. on demand. Uh, I'm going to go to Margie. Hey, Margie, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Margie? All right, so my kids were in the tub together when they were like three and four years old. Um, and my son threw like a bath toy at my daughter, and 
she goes, dude, you just hit my wiener. And <laughs> And he said, you don't have a wiener, you're a girl. And she stood up and said, yes, I do. It's right here between the hot dog roll. Oh, oh, my, oh my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Wow. Uh, and, and you overheard Fantastic. this? Well, I was in, I was giving them a bath because they were so young. I was the hot dog roll. Did you, did you just let that slide or did you say anything? Oh, I couldn't stop laughing. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I guess in a way, yeah. All right, it's thanks, It's our last bath together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now he's got that. a foot long. Uh, this one's... All right, listen to this one. It says, my husband <laughs> oh, thought women's eggs only released by an orgasm. <laughs> he oh didn't God. realize it's a monthly cycle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to dislodge some eggs tonight. Where did he get that idea? Yeah, they were, they were like Velcroed on and you had to jostle them. Where do these ideas come from? Well, I mean, listen, I mean, essentially... That's how the male egg, and I'm. I know All it's right. not an egg. Yeah. Okay, so so logically, yeah, he just assumes that that might be the case. But he had to have heard the story. I don't know, man. Yeah, these are these are people like me. Their parents didn't explain anything to them. I know. <laughs> well, you get the basics. You can conduct all the stuff without really knowing. Like we drive cars, but do we really understand how they work? This is like, right. yeah, wait. Don't you remember? My mom was like, I think I asked about sex, and she was like, Oh, let's go yeah. to the zoo. <laughs> right. I was like. Okay, let's let me watch how the you. animals do it. So we've, uh, as parents, uh, we've been pretty open about it with our kids yeah. and, and, and haven't shied away from any questions they have or also openly saying, hey, let's talk about this. Um, what about you guys? What about uh, the other parents in the room? I'm at a, a delicate age with my son. He's 14, so uh, and he's a little bit of a late bloomer. So it's, uh, yes, you have the conversation. And um, actually, one of the benefits of... Um, being divorced is that Ben has a stepdad and uh, a pseudo stepmother and my girlfriend. So he has several adults that he can talk to. Yeah. And so we're all kind of open about it. You feel comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. And so if he's not comfortable necessarily talking to me about it, he can talk to my girlfriend or, you know, his mom. He can talk to his stepdad. So uh, I I think that as long as you present as an open parent, it's weird because you don't want to make them feel terribly awkward, but you also want to be there if they have questions and they need to come to you. My wife was really, really good about this stuff. Uh, she bought books, yeah. right? books that were actually meant for children. Right. And the way she got my oldest daughter to read it was she handed it to her and said, hey, can you look through this and tell me if you think it's appropriate for your uh, younger brother and sister? Oh, okay. Smart. And so Do you remember the name of the book? Um <laughs> The Joy of Sex? Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the wow. Kama Sutra? No. Yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, Dang no, I, don't, I don't remember the name of it, uh, but it's, it is straight a... Straight stunt. Yeah, straight stunt. <laughs> straight stunt. Yeah. Uh, is this is... woman a squirter? Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. So, God. I, you know, I is took this, it in that direction. So, is this appropriate? It is appropriate. It's, it's meant for children, right. but, it, you know, basically tricked my daughter into reading it. You know, huh. I, I talk with kids all the time uh, about sex. Chase me away. But please, uh, please real don't. quick, <laughs> before the yeah. before I lose these text messages okay. and then Kathy, I'm going to ask you uh, b- about uh, your approach on this. But uh, it says up until I took a health class in middle school, I was convinced by my parents that babies were cut out of their mother's chest or oh. stomach. Wow. My mom had open-heart surgery when she was 15 and told us uh, as kids that the scar down the middle of her chest was a scar from our births. There you and go. So that led them to believe yeah. that they come out of your chest like oh, an alien. Jesus. Uh, another one says, I used to think that uh, girls used one tampon a month. 
I always wondered why my sister had a whole box. I'm like, that should last you at least a year. Yeah, oh come on. Oh, right? that would be great. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Only one. Uh, so, Kath, with, with the way you were, you know, the subject was kind of avoided. What about uh, Jace when he becomes? Yeah, uh, we're, of an he's age? not at the age, but we'll probably go to the Elmwood Park Zoo. But not, <laughs> ne- yeah, not How about that eagle. Not necessarily about sex, but about using uh, anatomically term- correct terms yeah, and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So th- yeah, there's been like you know little things like the you know the testicles or like you know yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, sure. This is uh, your balls. Uh, I would say this is that that. you're going to train him enough that every time he thinks, you know, after sex, he should be getting a stuffed animal and a picture of a, you know, like a a zoo thing. (laughs) And he's kind of wild. No, so, but the whole, wait, but let me just explain the zoo situation. So behind that was um, if the animals. (laughs) Getting it on? Yes. That my mom could explain it that way. Did that ever happen? It did. Uh, yeah, and, and she I explained it to you. It. Okay. I, I actually remember it. They were... Um... When two monkeys love each other very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was like, they were like When a monkey or... loves another monkey, he, he spanks it. <laughs> uh, and throws his... I don't think he loves me, mother. He didn't throw a turd at me. Oh here's, here's one that says... So uh, a text says, please talk to your children about their body parts. Oh, dear God. They went on to say... My mom made me feel shameful about stuff like that. Aww. So I could never go to her about it. And it's sad. So that's sad. sad. Somebody speaking from, uh, you know, experience. Yeah. I mean, day. you find out a little bit about, you know, on, on your own. But to, to have those things. And we've talked to adults who have labored under, you know, fairly general misconceptions about things. Because you, you all go, okay, you, you accept that, okay, that scar on your mother's chest is from where you were born. <laughs> right. All right, here's another one. I'll go to some calls, too. This says, um, my closest guy friend, I'm a girl, and I were hanging out after school one day. I said something that play poked fun at him, and as a retort, he flicked one of my boobs and said, there, now I just scrambled your eggs. (laughs) And I had no idea what he was talking about. And so after I pressed him, he admitted that he thought that your ovaries and eggs were located in your boobs. We'd gone to the same school since kindergarten, and at the same time, uh, and at the time we were 16, and I've never let it live, let him live it down since. So it doesn't explain why he thought that. <sighs> yeah, but that's incredibly in- insane. I scrambled your eggs. Uh, let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. What's up, John? Uh, my 11-year-old son was sitting with me. We were watching from movie or something, and uh, a sperm came on the TV, and my son was like, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's a sperm that's what's in your testicles. And yeah. he's like, you mean they're constantly swimming like that? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but that's what happens when they get released. He's like, but you mean they're down here? And I'm and he's grabbing, and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're in there. And he's like, and they're swimming? He's like, is that why they always itch? I was like, um, <laughs> Because they're n- swimming. No, yeah. um... Let me start from the beginning. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Let's start all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, all right. let's let's just try to explain yeah. what that you just saw on TV. Now. Yep. All right. Thanks, John. Yeah, it can be it can be a little strange trying to explain it, but some people go through life and they don't know and they ha- they hang on to this, and then it can be like the scrambled eggs story. It can be really embarrassing. Sure. When you when you spout out something that you have thought right. is the truth, and everybody looks at you, all your friends are around you, and they go, uh, "No, dude." <laughs> How long have you thought that? Well, it's like, you know, they, ba- they feel like bags of sand. You right. know, like 40-year-old yeah. yeah. sand. sand. Wait, what was that 
from? It's 40 year old version. 40 year old version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like sand. sand. <laughs> uh, this one. Boner, so funny. Boner jams. <laughs> Wait, what was the case? Uh, this is a different from movie. My beard. It's not real. No sh. Well, it was real, but you see, I got sick and all the hair fell out, so I had to wear this thing. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman who wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad Santa. Uh-huh. That awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, this one uh, post says, My conservative Bengali parents uh, didn't tell me squat about human reproduction. As a kid, I saw chickens lay eggs, and I assumed they pooped the eggs out or something. And that's why I thought that I got pooped out when I was birthed. And that every woman or female poops their babies out. Who would have thought that vaginas existed? So they had no idea. I think the big point of contention and confusion was that, you know, we we have proprietary equipment, uh, you know, uh, the male species. And and, and not, but there's, uh, there's, uh, you got a twofer with the, um, with the, uh, the urine. I'm trying to do this as delicately as possible (laughs) in the vaginal area. So it seems to be all coming from one area. Well. That's why you, you appear to. Uh, pee out your uh, butt, Gabby. There's certain information you can and should get from your parents, and then there's other information you have to glean from the schoolyard. Yes, right? and yeah. uh, you know, or te- like an older an older sibling. Uh, even that would yeah. be a little bit weird. And I'm talking like technique, you know. Yeah. Uh, because you know, Nick, based on what you were saying earlier in the conversation with uh, you know going in, yeah. in the front, <laughs> I remember like asking friends, like, "How are you supposed to?" Because yeah. I didn't know, and I yeah. thought, uh, and asking I, friends that had had experience. At at that point because like, right. i hadn't you know that was like oh you're supposed to do that and yeah. use your tongue this way that kind of thing a friend of mine has an approach that i never heard before with her kids now this is also the same friend who made her kids raise their hand when she started doing uh you know when the kids went school. virtual yeah. during school we talked about mm-hmm. her um so she she told them when they started started asking her questions she said all right i'm going to give you three answers one i'm going to tell you okay i'm going to answer that question for you right she said the second answer will be it's none of your business and the third answer will be you'll learn that Late when you're older, and okay. you have to accept my answers. So you ask me whatever you want, but you have to accept my answers. So that's what they'll do. And if it's something that's not quite age appropriate, yeah. she'll say you'll learn that when you're a little bit older. Huh. And if it's like you know, like she said, he, he goes, "Well, so do you, so do you and Dad do that?" And she goes, "That's none of your business. That's none <laughs> of your business." Uh, that's an interesting approach. Yeah. I think that's a good approach, yeah. actually. Wow. Or have a film, a movie that answers each question. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I here's one that I had. So the term screwing. Yes. Uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> confused me. Right. I knew about sex. This was probably uh, fourth grade, something like that. Okay. Third, fourth grade. So I knew I knew that there was sex. I knew that, that people did that. But I'd heard the term screwing use. I didn't know what that was. I knew it, it meant sex, but I thought because it was screwing that be, there was some sort of twisting motion. Rotation movement. Exactly. That Phillips it, that, head? I don't know. Head? Uh, some kind <laughs> yeah, of head. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> But that, and I couldn't quite wrap my mind. No, I can see that completely. Somebody's going to have to spin Screw? at yeah. some point. Are you and... stand still, and I'm going to revolve around. Yeah. So yeah, that, like that a, one took a long like time. Like a to bizarre game out. of sexual twister, Preston. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any um, sex ed outside of school at any point? We uh, no sex. Well, outside of school. Yeah. I, I, so I had it uh-huh. in church. Believe it or not, I, I went to Unitarian oh. Church growing up, and it was no. it was called AYS. It was about your sexuality. And Steve, I mean, you you cracked a joke about yeah. watching movies, but we watched movies in this class, yeah, yeah. and they were it, it was it wasn't porn because it was sex ed, 
But it was uh, awkward watching those movies with the teachers in the room yeah. as an eighth grader, you know. But I learned a lot in that class because it was I felt comfortable being there. Um, no, I didn't have. I think a I think fulfilling we... sex life can be achieved by <laughs> humping one's navel. Just stand directly in front of your partner. Uh, Walk towards them, aroused, and you will have sex. Um, Dude, the minister's wife taught the class, too, and it was just like... Was she hot? We In health class is yes. what we had it in, in. Really? Yeah, Mrs. Greeley. I can't. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I fun today. What was it? What was it called, the class? AYS. About, welcome to AYS. Yeah. About your sexuality, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, no, no. I'll I, show you and you tell me. The majority of it I just got from friends. Yeah. You know, my dad had the talk, but by the dad, by the time my dad had the talk, <laughs> I already knew okay. what was up, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I, and it was very awkward. I'll never forget it. My yeah. dad had to talk with me when I didn't know what was up. So it was it was a year or two okay. too early. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, but cool. Thanks for letting me know. Right. You know, and it just it, it went went over my head because I I wasn't there yet. But he tried. Nick, do, you, do you know how to, how to bang a chick? <laughs> <laughs> what? Let me tell you a story about the Manson family. Yeah. Bag of sand. You know, when you have intercourse, it's best if you include raisins. <laughs> <laughs> like the meatballs? What? What's with this family and raisins? <laughs> like the meatballs? Uh, this one, Kathy says, not quite anatomy, but my 33-year-old boyfriend thought that you stuck pads to your skin. <sighs> he was very confused when I tried to explain that the sticky part goes on your panties. Oh. <laughs> I don't know a lot of that stuff. A lot of the, you know. The technical yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, Preston. Why would you, why would you know? Yeah. So I, I, we did have health class, and uh, the one thing I remember the teacher kept stressing in in sex ed basically which is a uh, a, a course subcourse within the health curriculum about how things shut off in a male you know during the sex act and you're not cuz i remember this one kid was <laughs> not the guy uh, peeing how, yes yeah. peeing during the yeah, act yeah, yeah. you know well, what if that I, happens i remember having that concern yeah, as yeah. well but your yeah your body takes care of right it. yeah so going back to pads when we were younger um we my cousin and i didn't like to call them that like if right. you know, do you have that like out you know in public or even just around like my brothers right. or her brothers or whatever so we came up with a name so we could say it in front of people and people wouldn't know what we were talking about <laughs> or if someone was going to the store we could say pick that up what'd and you it, call them chicks with wings chicks with wings because some of them had the wings that would wrap around the yes. underwear right. yeah. so you know you wouldn't get any leakage so yeah we'd be like can you bring me a chick with wings <laughs> I didn't know what that's what the wings were for Yeah. Okay, is that so what that's wrap for around yeah. the underwear I didn't yeah. know that and go underneath there I did yeah. not know God, I haven't used one of those. I can't even. I I can't even tell you. So how the long. tampon was the more is the more popular, right? Wait, once like, you figured it right. out, once you figured out how to use it, yeah, that's. And that what'd was... you call that? A poon plug? Oh no, oh, we did mm, have I, a name I, for that. What was that? I forget. I, I the chicks with wings was what was most. Kotex. I remember. Like I remember ads for old, and you'd see them, and they they looked like they were basically large. And and it was the streamlining of women's hygiene products that. You, you wanted more absorbency and yeah, and, and they less. They were large. They're they gross. were incredibly large. Uh, going back to the the pee thing real quick here. <laughs> I'm sure Bill's loving this. Uh, but uh, had you ever been uh, messing around with somebody and then realized, oh man, I should have I should have gone to the bathroom yes. before this. Yes. Uh, and then then it, you've got to you got to make a crucial decision. Do I stop? 
What's wrong, baby? The momentum here <laughs> and go use the bathroom, or do I try to make it through this whole right, thing? Right, right. And then afterwards, when you're done, if you have completed and if you finish the act, and you have to pee really bad. Oh my God! You, there's this waiting period. Well, because the system's been shut down, and it yeah hurts. Yeah, you got to like, wait. Yes, that's. Yeah. It's like the levy has been closed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. There was a detour put in place. Yeah. Totally, totally. So it's uh, a C C block. Literally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Uh, and I'm gonna then, have to blow the dam. No, why don't you? One last one. This is from a female. Uh, she said, and these were misunderstandings about the the female anatomy. She said, I thought. That once you get your period, you just have it forever, not once a month. Oh, wow. I'm a woman. I was 12 and just accepted the fact that I would bleed out of there all the time. Oh, my the God. Time. That would be all a the nightmare. Time. How many right. kids do you think, how many boys thought that, that, that boys as well got? Yeah. Yeah, periods. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um. Anyhow, I thought that was just kind of an interesting approach uh, or a look at the... Uh, the big mystery well, it's growing a, it's, up and not knowing the anatomy of the opposite sex. An essential part of your, well, not an essential, but it's it's a, it's a, it's a part of your life that could be very, very awkward. This text says, just have your kids watch Big Mouth on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's effective. They cover all that stuff. They sure do. But they cover it in a the most vulgar fashion <laughs> you could possibly imagine. Wow. All right, listen, I want to take a break because we have our good friend Todd Glass. That's right. Getting in touch with us in a few minutes. Todd will be at Helium uh, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. So we'll check in with him in just a couple of minutes. Don't forget a secret text word. Today we have tickets to 311. Yeah. That show is August 21st, BB&T Pavilion. It will be a pavilion-only show. No lawn tickets. They go on sale Friday. Text the word secret to 39333 to be in the running to win a pair. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at radio.com. You guys were having a nice little chat with our next guest off air. I was yeah. in the middle of doing some work, so I didn't get to hear any of it. But He's in juicy, good spirits. Juicy yes. stuff. I love it. Let's welcome him at the Helium Comedy Club uh, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Our friend. You're going to hit the jingle? Yes. Yeah. Todd Mr. Todd Glass. Yeah. Set your rug on fire. <laughs> oh my god, somebody just rat damn it. The, the housekeeper just runs in my room with marijuana and oh. stinks up the whole room. Oh my yeah, god, we saw you with something lit. It looks like you're in an opium den. Oh, that's a shame. Oh man, how you doing, guys? Did you hear it? City Hydration is opening up in Avalon. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> is that who we um did we stick an IV in your arm with those guys? It was great. They were just here 20 minutes ago. First of all, let me stop. Preston, are you there? I'm here. Yeah. I'm here, Todd. It's good to see you. How come I don't see Preston? Isn't the camera moving around with you guys? Well, yeah, he's, he's on camera see. right now. Yeah. You don't I see, see us? A still, I see a still on the camera of Casey. All what right. The hell? Well, then you need to go to... Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, move your, move your, no, 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 move your mouse onto your thing and then up and down. No, I'm using my phone. Oh, okay. Well, then you, all right. So on your phone. Marissa says scroll. You got to scroll. Yeah. And then I don't know. I'm not going to be able to figure this out. She's just using her finger. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we're having to do this. Obviously we're looking at, oh, now we we lost you. Yeah. Now you're back. He's back. Can you see us? She says you need to swipe. No, I I can't. But should I just give up on that? Because I don't want to be a bad phone interview because I know what they're like. They stress you guys out. People are sitting in their cars and they're getting what's going on. So should I just start being funny? Well, just swipe left. What you do is swipe left. 
Now I have to figure out what right and left is. So that's right. Did, okay, yeah, no, no, yeah. you just you just accepted our date on Tinder. Oh, you got it. There you go. Wow, it's good to be sort of back. Hello, Preston. Hello, Steve. Hello, Marissa. Hello. I don't want to start mentioning names because then you mess up one name. Right. Oh, I feel great. It's good How to see you. It, it's good. We're good. It's wonderful to, to have you back on and your energy. Todd, are you, you, you had said you're in Philadelphia. Are you in town right now? I'm in Philadelphia. I got to my mom's up in Exton on Sunday, and then I came here yesterday. Is there, in fact, a burning candle somewhere in the room? Because we're seeing the flicker of some light. Yep, there it is. Oh, nice. It's a new drink available at Helium. It's called what? It looks like a candle, but... Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. good. It looks looks like you're drinking a candle. candle. (laughs) So, Todd, did you get get an IV? Did you get one of those boosts? Of course I lost 25 pounds. At least somebody noticed it. <laughs> you do look good, man. Thank you. Yes, City Hydration just left, and I'll tell you. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> they gave me a, a bag of giggle sauce. Giggle sauce. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can get City Hydration. It's not just fluids. It's not just, like, you know, anti-aging stuff. I got mashed potatoes. I got a, a Wawa hoagie. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. That, that they can give you an IV of that. So, uh, Well, it's good to have you back here. Obviously, we're, we're moving towards a point in which we can get people back in the building and back yeah, in the studio, sure. which is great. Yeah. Right now, though, it's just right on the cusp. But it's got to be good for you to be back home and playing Helium again. Uh, this is just, this, it's beyond, it's everything I thought it would be. Like, three months, like, I guess, like, even a year ago, as you guys, you start thinking, where am I going to be when I... Like, when I come back to yeah. stand-up comedy, will I be in Philly? Will I be, you know, you don't know where you'll end up. So, and, then, and you know, the other thing is hanging out with comedians is, like, the other big deal that I haven't done really. I mean, maybe a friend of mine at my house, but, like, not, like, 10 comedians. And, you know, so it's um, it's it's really so cool. I'm, I'm loving it. it well, yeah, I mean, this is what you've spent your life doing this. It's been extracted for the better part of a year, and now you're back on. So... Obviously, we've talked to you throughout the pandemic, but uh, you've uh, did you did you accrue a new pers- or did you gain a new perspective on life? Is this is this Todd three or what 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 are we what are we going to be dealing with when we see you at Helium? Well, lot, I'm going to uh, take a lot more commercial breaks. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more commercial breaks. I don't even know if that was funny, but um, <laughs> uh, first of all, real quick to get the niceties out of the way, otherwise. Pat House and Blake Wexler will never forgive me. They're like, you better mention our name on Preston and Steve because they're opening up. Uh, Pat's opening up the shows on uh, Friday. Blake is opening up the shows on Saturday. Nice. Thursday, I'm still looking for someone. So now an answer to wait, your question. Wait, Todd, oh, Blake hang, just, hang on. Okay. We should congratulate Blake because yeah. yesterday he got engaged. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. But former Preston and Steve intern. Conestoga he grad. And fr- yes. fr- yeah, friend to Todd Glass got engaged uh, yesterday. So congrats to, to Blake. Yeah, it's very exciting, and people are really talking about it all over the Delaware Valley. <laughs> um, it really is. It's the big story next yeah. to the Oprah um, interview with the Royals. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they should give up with the Royals already. The Royal Baby. It's not a Royal Baby. They put it in a funny outfit. <laughs> Listen, okay. I want to t- say one thing that I always try. Will you answer your question? See, I'm not a loose cannon anymore, no, Preston. No, you're not. I might no, go no. off. 
but I come right back to that question. How, what's new about me? Well, you know, I have a different, um, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be a little lazier and I try to make something look Steve, <laughs> the truth of the matter is I try to make something positive out of something negative. Now, a lot of negative happened during coronavirus, and of course, I'm not writing that off. Right. But maybe a teeny little positive because of the masks. I think a lot of people figured out they had bad breath, and this yeah. is very helpful. It's true. If you're smelling your own breath and you put a mask on, a lot of people came to that realization. I don't imagine you're, you're a very hygienic person yourself. I assume your breath is always up to snuff. Yes, thank you. I thought you were going to say the opposite. No. Now, I, I'm, I, I, I go through a, a case of Altoids a day, you know, and <laughs> okay. um, yes, I have good hygiene. I'm not a guy that takes off my shoe and I have a disgusting toenail and you're eating outside. You ever see those people with their long toenails? Yes. Disgusting. <laughs> so I try to make, you know, try to make it positive. What, what I did notice, these are my only two Corona jokes. Okay. That I have, you right. know, well, you, you, you want to burn them off now or do you want to save them for later? I burn them off right now. That way I can, you know, get rid of this piece of paper. All right. But this is more of an anecdote. I do a lot more anecdotes now. That way, if they're not funny, I tell the crowd, it's an anecdote, you moron. (laughs) It was never meant to be funny. Never meant to be funny. And if you make fun of me on the car on the way home, all your friends are going to go, oh, boy, that guy, picture him driving home. That guy didn't have, his stories weren't funny. And everyone in the car goes, yes, stupid. Didn't you hear them up front? They're anecdotes. You yeah. don't tell funny stories. They're anecdotes. <laughs> but people blame, <laughs> that and gives, I saw that gives this you... happen during uh, other situations where they blame, like, the the coronavirus for something that really, certain things you understand, oh, sorry, during the coronavirus, right. we're not letting people in the restaurant. That makes sense. There are certain things. But other things are like, oh, sorry, I had to give you your change of nickels because of the coronavirus. (laughs) But you get uncomfortable because you don't want to think you're insensitive. You go, oh, okay, and you walk away. Then I go, what the F does my uh, nickels have to do with the coronavirus? And they did that during 9-11. Like, they would use a horrific situation, you know, on the airplane. Sorry, there's no food because of 9-11. I go, what's that F food have to do with my, what's 9-11 have to do with my sandwich? So it's, it's kind of a cheap move. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's blown. And I always felt like if I questioned it, which I never did, I was like, oh, OK, that they would start yelling. You know, I picture being on the plane. I go, can I just ask a polite question? What does the food have to do with 9-11? You know, just and and, the, and I could see the flight attendant. Hey, everybody, this guy likes 9-11. I, excuse me. I did not say that. Yeah. Right. And it's the last yeah. thing you want. It's like when we, we've talked about when you're in the studio, when people say things like, I'm sorry, but I hate Hitler. Like, like yeah. as, as if the general consensus the is, at first. Yeah, yeah, when they apologize, I'm sorry, I hate, I'm sorry, but I hate cancer. It's just one, it's one of those deflections that sort of makes you tacitly culpable in a way for liking it, and you don't. So that you're kind of saying that, correct? Exactly, yeah. exactly. I don't, I, you know, with you, Steve, I don't have to have clean thoughts. No, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all, it's, I, I'm, I'm there to back you up. I wanted to ask you. I saw this on your Instagram uh, page, and I had never seen this video. It's for the Disney Channel. It was a promotional video you did. When was it, and it's you as as Mister Family Guy with the, the 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 fake wife and the fake kids singing the praises of the Disney Channel. When was this? When was this shot? That must have been like twenty, tw- at least twenty years ago. It's it's a riot. 
It's so weird because I, you know, it's so funny. I, I forgot about that. And I'm so nervous that day. I don't like auditions. Like they always right. get me nervous. And they really, on those Disney things, you know, they'll come in with a script supervisor. You know, she just shows up like right. this. Okay, Todd, good job. But you said the, uh, you're supposed to say the. I'm like, oh. And, and then I start sweating. Right. And they wanted you very close to copy. So I was like just reading it off the teleprompter, but they didn't seem to mind, you know. Uh, Todd, you've you've done some acting. Uh, obviously, we've, we've talked about that in the past. And I don't mean to be a downer, but uh, Charles Grodin, you know, died yesterday. I'll, I have, have to believe you were a huge fan as, as we were of him. You know, it's funny you say that because I always did like Charles Grodin when I was younger. I didn't know if he was, but that was the beauty of that. Yeah. More, you know, more about some people I learn after they've, they uh, died or later in life by looking at them on old Tonight Shows or old Letterman's. Yeah. Same thing with Jonathan Winters. I said, if you want to know who Jonathan Winters is or Rodney Dangerfield, go look at them on old. And in the last five months, without even knowing, you know, how old um, Charles Gordon was, I was rewatching all his, not only the Tonight Shows, but Letterman's. And it is just it's great. It is brilliant. Yeah. It is so funny. And, and on both parts, they both, you know, my friend is sitting around the house up two months ago going, I don't know. I think some of it's real. I go, you don't do the Tonight Show 35 times if there's any contention between the two. No, right. you're exactly right. Yeah. You know, it's the same sort of thing. Like, like I see when you get on, like, with Kimmel yeah. or, or there's that same sort of loving sort of slight jabbing camaraderie. And, yeah. and that's and that you're right. You don't invite someone back who pisses you off. Now, I've heard. In the past, like Conan will ring the, the the curtain down on somebody that that he doesn't like like quickly, but the, like Carson and, and Letterman and all those guys, um, they they loved having that little bit of you know contention, loving yeah. contention. Yeah, so so that for me, like always wanting to be like admiring these the best the best uh, team, you know, the, those, those late night show guests, yeah. like over the years, people like Bill Murray, they always come prepared. Uh, Martin Mole, Martin uh, Shore always comes like with, he, he treats it. He, he prepares for those panel spots. David Spade always does good on panel, but uh, Charles Grodin was just, just brilliant um, amongst so many other things. But yeah, yeah that's what l lately got my attention with Grodin. When you've done shows like that, and a lot of people hate this, a lot of people will balk at the notion of a pre-interview and a lot of the shows like him, like Fallon, these guys will have a producer call up, you know, like uh, the day of or a couple of days before and, and, and talk, you know, well, what do you want to talk about? Is that something you like doing or is it kind of awkward? Is it a pain? You know, it, it, sometimes it gets me nervous because now I feel like I'm in a line read, you know, where I have to remember this thing. The right. odd thing about the doing Jimmy Kimmel was to the point where I almost took it for granted. Like they wouldn't even go over my set. Like, my friend would go, wait, they didn't go come to see your set at the club? I go, no, I told the guy it on the phone, and they wouldn't even go over it with me. And one time, my manager was in my uh, green room, and they were making my cue card. And he saw that there was a line of jokes to the left. Yeah. And on the right, in Red Magic Marker, there were other jokes. And he goes, what are those jokes? <laughs> I go, oh, 
it's nothing. He goes, no, no, Todd, one of those jokes, just tell me. I go, well, if my jokes that I plan to do are going really well, I figure I'll go over and do some of the other stuff that I was nervous to do. Uh. He goes, I, I don't know if that's a good idea, Todd. Maybe you should just do what you had. You know? But that's the way you operate, so... Uh, and to let you know, I don't just try to plug stuff. He goes, he and the and the line producer on Kimmel one time goes, it was a new guy, and he goes, oh, what what is this down here? Because he saw some other stuff. I go, oh, it's just somebody I want to thank, which you know is a sponsor. Somebody <laughs> right. like like he and he goes, oh, I don't think you could do that. And I didn't argue because I I'm not going to argue. Of course, I go, oh, no problem, no problem. He comes back 20 minutes later. He goes, Jimmy said, do it. I'm like, yes, free dental work. <laughs> I, I mean, and this is part of your thing too. Free, free mentions. Uh-huh. Hey, you did it for us on the show. We'll yeah, always did. remember yeah. when you you gave us a shout out on the show, which was great. Yeah, I try to sneak it in there. <laughs> um, by the way, speaking of auditions, if I if you don't mind, if I segue into this real no, quick, no. What, um, what what sort of lawn care do you need? Is that the <laughs> <laughs> remember that? I forget uh, there's so many nice people. You know, it, it's. It's bartering, but you do end up meeting some really cool people. Right. But um, So during the pandemic, I don't really like auditions. And an audition came my way, but through Zoom. And it was for a new show coming out on HBO. It's already going to be on the air. It's called 10-Year-Old Tommy. And my manager goes, hey, there's an audition. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I can't do stand-up, so I better get over my nerves and just do this. It was through Zoom, so that relaxed me a little. And, um, you know, truth be told, I smoked a little. I've never smoked marijuana before an audition. And I was at my house, so I smoked a little. And I did really well. I was like, that relaxed me. And um, I thought I did really good. I really did. I played the principal. And I I called my manager about an hour later. And I go, Alex, I "I know you don't know if you get it or not. Like, you know, I wanted to let him know. I'm I'm not making my excitement contingent on if I get it. I go, but I did really well. I was proud of myself. He goes, yeah, you got it. I was like, shut the f- He <laughs> wow. goes, yeah, you, they called an hour after you auditioned. And so I've been going in. It's voiceover. And I have been having the time of my life. They let me ad lib to an absurd amount. Is this, um, is this, is this, is this, so this is live or animated? It's animated. Yeah. And, um. See, I even wear a, I even have a black towel, so I don't look gross wiping the sweat off my face. <laughs> it's it's animated, and it start, it comes out in about September. It's called Ten Year Old Tommy, and it's uh, honestly, it, I don't even try to tell you what it's about because it never, you know, no. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's it's very funny. Dude, that's it's very awesome. funny, and I'm having a ball. Here, here's the description of it. The series follows Tom, who grapples with being corrupted by the grown ups around him each day just by leaving his house. He must deal with bad influences, including litigious parents, drug-dealing bus drivers, and band teachers who want to sleep with his mom. Oh, that's great. If he sets up a lemonade stand, he gets sued for gross negligence. (laughs) If he plays baseball, he's encouraged to dabble with steroids. And if he visits the school nurse, he is introduced to the world of insurance fraud. Uh, The grown-ups in Tom's life all mean well, but somehow just can't manage to lead by example. That's excellent. I love it. So I and you're, so you're you're signed to the series uh, one season. Yeah, I was I I got guaranteed uh, ten, and then I got bumped up to fifteen because I was afraid. To be honest with you, I was going to come in in the first few weeks. I would live in fear that they were going to go. I know how they correct you without making you nervous. I was afraid I was going to come in. They're going to go, "Hey, Todd, by the way, great job. We you know we love when you had live, but just try to stay a little closer to script." Right. Hey, hey, you know, Never happened. Awesome. They, matter of fact, at the end of some of the rounds, they'll say like, um, "Hey, do you want to just 
do it one more time and give it your old Todd Glass spin. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I love doing that. You know? That's great. Todd, you mentioned earlier about, you know, hanging out with comedians. And I know uh, you, uh, the, some of the people that you hang out with are just enormously funny, like like you are, of course, as well. And I'm thinking about James Adomian and, and Sarah Silverman and, um, you know, people along those lines, David Spade. I'm curious as to, like, when you're hanging out with them, um, do those conversations ever turn into bits that are then on a podcast or, or something that where you, you know, you, Adomian says something that makes you laugh, and then you take that and say, I'm going to apply that to a, to a, something that's going to be on Kimmel later down the road. Well, you know, it's funny. I've learned over the years, you should always ask. Don't take for granted that they're not going to do it, even if you're messing around. You right. Think, oh, that's funny. And the next day, so always. But you can't ask too excited because then they want it. You can't go, oh, my God, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that, oh I got it. Can, can I have that, please? Because then they're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just play it up a little bit. But I always do try to ask, even if it's the next day, I'll like make a note into my phone. And I always do this. I go, call Gary tomorrow to see if he wants that joke. Like, I'm going to remind him about it. Right. And then I call him. I go, you know what? That's I thought about it. And that's really hack. And he goes, yeah. And I and then I do it. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever caught somebody lifting some of your material? Have you ever have you ever? Uh... Have you ever caught wind of somebody or caught somebody on stage doing some of your stuff? Well, if I say no, it's sad. No one ever wanted to do my material. Um, I think over the years it's happened, but nothing where, you know, other people will take care of it for you. Um, You know, uh, when I I started in comedy, I was 16. And, you know, I made the mistake of uh, lifting a joke, stealing a joke. And you just... As you get older, hopefully you develop a different relationship with stand-up comedy which makes you uh, not get any joy out of doing that. Right. So, but you, you know. So you said other people can take care of that for you. Other comics or or fans will say something to somebody who's lifted something. Well, especially with you know social media today, I've noticed that I don't I don't want to be a guy out there because I also have defended other comedians many right. times. Like I'll go. Look, you don't get a reputation for stealing jokes because it happens once. Mm, right. You don't because someone can falsely accuse you of stealing a joke. But anybody who usually has a reputation, we didn't say got accused of stealing a joke, but has a reputation for stealing jokes. It's usually because they do. That's how they got <laughs> right, the reputation. Right. So it'll sort of police itself. I because there's a lot of times people have said to me, God, Todd, that guy took your joke. And I went, you know what? Minds think alike. I, I don't think he necessarily did. But your, that your, your style is, and I think you're protected by this, you have a unique delivery. You're, you have the, the, the Todd Glass delivery system is so unique that I don't know a lot of people could make what you do work. So that's sort of a built-in fail-safe for you. Yeah, I guess as you do it longer, hopefully you get yeah. sort of style that, that becomes, you know, it'd be hard like 30 years ago for someone to go up on stage and he's going, I'll tell you. I don't get any compliments at all. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you with all, with all the stuff going on, um, coming out of this, the president was talking about people coming out of, of, of the pandemic and, and adjusting to life back to normal. And we know that you're very clean and hygienic and, and perhaps even a bit of a germaphobe. Uh, are, are you, uh, are you going to be able to ratchet back into things or are, are you still going to be hermetically sealed? You know, I'm more of a, and, and by the way, with no disrespect to someone that does deal with yeah. the fear of germs, I don't really, it's odd that I don't have that. I'm more of an organizational freak. I ah. need mm-hmm. through that. It's the calm in me. 
because my head is so scattered that I need things around me calm and I like it. So, but I'm, uh, I was not stupid during the pandemic. Yeah. As things changed, I readjusted my comfortability. And um, so I've been fine. Like, I was really surprised. Uh, besides helium that's coming up this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I, I wanted to be at Philly first. That's always where I fantasized that when it was all over, I would come out on stage at Philly. I ended up doing a date in Austin last week because it just happened. Right, right, right. And um, uh, so... I got very comfortable very quick. And at first you feel guilty. Like, am I being sloppy? Am I being, no, things change. You can readjust what the norm is. And I got very comfortable very quick hanging out with comedians after the show and on the green room. And there was like 15 comedians on the patio and we were just hanging out and talking. (laughs) So now I'm ready to just jump back in and Hmm. I'm very excited. There's a complete sense of that. Like this, uh, it was described and and everyone seems to like the phrasing as a a coiled spring ready to go. And and people, especially this week, it's going to be glorious weather. You're going to be, you know, everyone's primed for this to come out, come down and see you is going to feel like old times. So uh, what what else in the way of, I mean, you've done stuff and, you know, with Netflix and so on and so forth. You talked about this HBO show. Do you have anything else in the queue that you've been working on, um, you know, since last we spoke to you? Well, um, I'm, I guess I, I'm, I'm going to try to get ready for another Netflix special. Uh, I'll go back out on the road and I'll try to, like, within six months... I mean, I sort of know what it is. Well, while the pandemic was going on, I did a lot of Zoom shows. I wasn't somebody that said, oh, they're not the same. It didn't matter. It's like a fighter having a punching bag. Right. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty good and prepared to come back. And I feel better than ever. I really do. Like, it sounds like a fighting, like, you know, I'm like boxer. But I go, I'm going to come out of this pandemic with a few things, pr- appreciation. You know, I always respected an audience, but that doesn't mean you can't up the respect. And um, so, but really nothing else except just getting on the road. I mean, I just want to do stand-up. I'm, go- I'm going to do a bus tour with Jim Gaffigan. Oh. So I'm excited about that. Uh, how did you, did you actually lose? You were talking at the beginning of this. Did you actually drop like 25 pounds? You know, when, when there, I think like all of us, when the pandemic was going on, you were like, okay, when it's over, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I got a lot done, but I didn't get a few things done. And the weight was one of them. So about two months ago, I gained like 30 pounds and I was snoring and I was like, I'm losing this weight. Now, I'm not recommending my diet for anybody, but it all, I needed to jumpstart it somehow. So for the first four nights, I just took cold medicine because I was like, well, I'm either going to eat or knock myself out. Right. So you, you just you just, you just made yourself incredibly tired and unable to eat. Yeah. The Robitussin diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would have a great day of eating. And then, you know, around 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, I was like, ah, and I would hate it because I knew that it would make me sleepy and I wouldn't eat. And I wanted to eat, but I, and I had eaten. I ate, I ate healthy. It's not like I was starving myself. So I would just take the little cap of it and I'd go, boom. Wow. And then, but I only needed that for four nights to sort of get it going. Where did you get this and idea I from? Did, I dropped 30 pounds in two months and it was easy. Wow. And so- I'm. That's wow, quick. Geez. So you're basically your your uh, your method of weight loss is a medically induced coma. <laughs> it, you know what? It worked because I figure I'm so good all day, but at night I do the damage. You yeah, know? he has True. atrophy, but there, he looks fantastic. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. There's there's a, a few health uh, issues, but uh. yeah. It's like the the way you used to see the Jetsons eat with like two pills on a plate and right. stuff like that. 
God. Yeah, well, that's cool, man. They, you look good. Where, you know? where did you go? I already, where did you I already the went to Wawa. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Nice. What? What are are you impressed at how far Wawa has expanded out across the I, country? Have you seen? I, I don't know if you've seen like like in Florida they have outdoor eating areas and all this stuff. I mean, it's I know it's crazy. I was in like Virginia, and the doorman was taking me home after the show. We had all hung out at the club. It was like three in the morning, and I go, "Is there any way to get like anywhere?" And he like said it like it wasn't that great. He goes. The only thing open at this hour is Wawa. I'm like, shut the what? <laughs> and we pulled in the Wawa. It was like, it was like arriving in Vegas. You know, I turned the corner. There was Wawa. I was like, there's, look at all the beautiful landscaping. And, and, and it was just great. I went in the Wawa and it was, uh, it was just glorious. That's great imagery. Nice. It actually, it makes me think of like a driving Miss Daisy riff with you as Jessica Tandy in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. There's your next Netflix special, driving a uh, yeah, yeah, driving Todd Glass. Driving Todd. Well, you got you got plenty of days to enjoy uh, all the Wawa you can handle, Todd. You're doing you're doing uh, helium through the weekend. It's great, exciting to have you back in town and back at helium as well because uh, I, I think everybody's itching to uh, uh, to get out to more events and obviously they, lo- they love you here, Todd. Well, I'm excited to be back. I know it sounds like maybe a line, but it really is my heart. Like. I mean, I'm almost a little, not nervous, but like melancholy to walk out on that stage on Thursday night. And I'm, and I'm, and I appreciate, uh, as always, appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, well, remember, and also, that's it. You, you know, Blake Wexler, we got going on Saturday, Pat House Friday. We'll have a surprise on Thursday. I got the band with me. This show is going to be shut the front door funny. <laughs> and, um, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you, Stormguard, for taking care of my parents' roof. City hydration. God love you. And uh, don't forget, there we go. There you go. There you got you it all out of all the right. way. Excellent. Everyone's right. excited. Todd, it's wonderful to see you, man. We miss you, and we'll see you in person very, very soon. All right, brother. Preston, you're a good man. Steve, thank you. Bye, gang. All I right. love you all. Love yeah. you. Todd's really in town. Uh, that's cool. And, yeah, once again, Blake Wexler, along with Pat House, who are opening for uh, Todd Blake, uh, just got engaged, which is really cool. And another uh, Preston and Steve intern comedian family, Jake Matera. Yeah. They're expecting another baby. Yeah. That was great to hear as well. So there's love all around. People are just... Uh, love is in the air. Love is in Every the sight air. and every sound. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, so congratulations to you guys. And uh, that's, uh, it just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy yeah. inside. And in a way, we would like to think that we're a conduit that brought them all together. Yeah. For their uh, sex, sexual encounters. Sexual encounters. <laughs> uh, so a couple of things remind you of secret text where we have a chance to win 311 tickets. So text the word secret to 39333. And here is something I want to mention as well. We messed up. What? Yesterday. What? Yeah, that's right. It's impossible. We never make mistakes. We forgot yesterday was Tattoos Day. So tomorrow we're going to do Tat Thursday. Tat Thursday is great. Is it Tat Thursday? Tat Thursday. Yeah. Tat Thursday. Tat Thursday instead. So if you were were interested in winning the Price of Steve Tattoo, it'll have to hold till tomorrow. So we will do it then, but we don't want to do the secret text for that at the same time. But... And another cool giveaway thing, uh, I have a chance for you to win an in-person screening, a four-person pod, they're calling it, for an in-person screening of A Quiet Place 2. Oh, oh, rave uh, reviews, yeah. by the way. Monday at the AMC Neshaminy. It's a 7 p.m. show. So let's take 
Uh, callers 10 and 11 right now at 215-263-WMMR. Like I said, that's a four-person pod. Yeah. With the in-person screen, you're actually going to a movie and a highly anticipated one at that and one that's getting great reviews. 89% on Rotten Whoa. Tomatoes. Love it. Uh, so, again, it's at the uh, AMC Neshaminy. 7 p.m. is when the show starts. Film is going to hit theaters on May 28th. So we'll take callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. Let's take a break and come back in a second and get some more bizarre file stories, if you don't mind. So we'll be right back. Check out Amy Lee and Lizzie Hale live in Studio Z with Pierre and Jackson talking onstage collaborations for their upcoming tour and what it means to get back on stage. Plus, watch the latest video from The Offspring and check out the Struts cover of Queen's classic, We Will Rock You. Click contests and enter for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets for the 2021 Eggs with Peg event at Keenan's North Wildwood, Friday, May 28th from Coors Light. Made to chill. So there was a, uh, we've had a couple of uh, jingles come in. We had the Steve Morrison jingle and the Bill Weston jingle. Yes, they're from, uh, very listen, good. Listener Matt Phillips, uh, he's got a, a little session group uh, called Go Evolution, <clears throat> and he's created another one. A new one. Yes. And who's yeah. it for this time? Well, should you I just, just play, play it? it? Yeah, yeah let's do it that it's way. It's not labeled. All right. Uh, so you don't know. No, I do. I listen to it. I know who it's for, but uh, I think the video really <laughs> makes it all come together. But let's let's just play this. So it's only a minute long. Here we go. Have you heard about the dude making all the noise? He's a fish loving kid. One of Delco's boys. He's a Casey boy. Casey, Casey, Casey. It, uh, the the last part's all mainly just the oohs, but yeah. the, the, video, a video. the video's great. I, he did the video as, as well? Yeah, yeah. Bill and I didn't get video. You guys didn't get Well, no, I think you did. You might have. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I never sh- saw my video. Well, uh, let me let me pull up his other videos. <laughs> yeah, there's a Bill Weston. You know what, Steve? I don't think you got one. Hmm. Uh, Bill Weston's... I guess I'm a piece of crap. Uh, Bill Weston shows um, uh, Godzilla tearing apart oh. a uh, city. <laughs> <laughs> or or well, one of those works. Godzilla creatures. Yeah, so, interesting. Uh, anyhow, awesome. uh, thank you, Matt, for making the uh, the Casey boy. Yeah. I guess there is a video for Steve's, but it's just a camel chewing. No, oh, is that what it was? That was yeah. That is was that just, my video? That was just brought. Know. Up Everyone on... knows I'm a big camel fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, dromedaries in general. Well, thank you, uh, Matt. That was uh, that was nice. Of no, it's cool. That was great. I loved it. Oh, we right. should, again. We encourage you, as you said earlier, Preston. Please, by all means, if you have any sort of musical uh, capability or video capability, <laughs> yeah. and you want to do something that pertains to a show member, we'd love to uh, accept yeah. them and have you 
effectively do our work for us. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll mention you, yes. of course. And, uh, Which would knows? mean nothing. Well, maybe you'll get some more views. Maybe. Well, no, Steve, this is uh, your video here. This oh, is the wow. Steve Morrison video. So, the dromedary yeah, and the, uh, the, the guy dancing in his office. Camel chewing. And, oh, uh, there's some action figures? Yeah. So, we'll All right. I stand out. corrected. All right. All right. Thank you, Matt. Matt Phillips. Go Evolution. Let's do the B-Fob. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre <laughs> Brought to you by Horizon. Get Horizon Services AC tune-up for just $49 plus a heater tune-up this fall for only $39. You can call now or visit horizonservices.com for details. All right, so at least one person brought possibly a live mortar that they found into a place called the Nimrod Bar over the weekend. <laughs> brought a live mortar into the Nimrod Bar. Yeah. People were... Mortified. (laughs) The county sheriff's office said... (laughs) Thank you. I'm doing bomb humor all this week. Uh, It got a call on Sunday from a person who said they had located a mortar that was possibly live and then brought it to the bar in the city of Nimrod. The boys at the Nimrod Club could handle this. Apparently, the individual had been with others at the Shell City Bridge with a metal detector where they located the mortar. Uh, they put it in their car and brought it to the Nimrod Bar. Why to would show you to do that? Well, it's a town called Nimrod. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's like when you hire three stooges plumbing. I'm curious as to where the hell Nimrod is. It's in uh, Wadena County, wherever that is. Okay. Uh, it's so it's uh, right next to Dickhead. The bomb squad. <laughs> Sounds Wisconsin y to me. It does it? sort of, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. The bomb squad responded and took possession <laughs> of the mortar. At the time, it was unknown if the device was still alive or not. The mortar, which is possibly from the Korean War era, will be disposed of in a safe manner. Minnesota. Minnesota. There you go. Nimrod, Minnesota. Minnesota. Come on. Yeah. All right, this is a terrible story. A climber was killed and another was seriously injured when they were hit by a falling block of glacier ice <sighs> in Alaska's Denali National Park and Preserve. Mm. Uh, the two were hit by the hanging Serac after it uh, dislodged from a peak off the West Fork of the Ruth Glacier. The accident happened Thursday as the two were beginning to climb one of the peaks on the southern flank of Denali. Uh, a spokesperson had said the ice hit two, the two-person team about 5 a.m. Uh, as the men began to climb the west face of Reality Ridge. One climber, described by park officials as a 31-year-old man from Logan, Utah, was knocked unconscious. When he woke up, he found his climbing partner, another man from Rigby, Idaho, dead from the accident. How far was the, the fall? How far did this chunk fall, did you know, they it, say? They didn't indicate in the All story, right. no. Uh, the names of the men have been uh, withheld uh, at the time. Uh, the survivor used a satellite communications device to call for assistance around 6 a.m. Uh, he had significant injuries but was able to move out of the debris area. Two mountaineering rangers were flown to the site. They took the injured climber to a safe location on the glacier and uh, provide emergency care and then flew the other man out of town into a hospital. I mean, it's a completely freak accident. You know, I mean, they were there. They were climbing, and it, uh, yeah. it was their time. Well, it's one of the dangers of, yeah. uh, of you know, being in a, a spot like that. Rangers yeah. will return to the scene when conditions allow to assess the possibility of recovering uh, the climber's remains. Actually, there was another story involving... An avalanche, which was interesting, and I'd never heard of. Let me see Don't if I Don't medical can... experts um, suggest you never go outside? Yeah, yeah check this out. Yeah. So a group of extreme skiers had an unusual encounter with a slow-motion avalanche wow. in a gully on Ben Nevis. This is in uh, in England. 
Uh, the group was on Ben Nevis's north face on Saturday to ski at steep descents. They were surprised to find the avalanche moving slowly down Observation Gully from the summit of Britain's highest mountain. Uh, Al Todd, who was part of the group, uh, said late spring was usually the safest time of year for tackling the North Face due to the snow conditions and reduced chance of avalanche activity. He said, however, when we reached the snow at the weekend, this last last thing we expected to see was a continuous slow-motion avalanche stretching all the way uh, to the summit. I'd never heard of that before. I've never heard of this phenomenon. Uh, avalanches are usually... Sl- so it's something you could get out of the way of? Yeah. He said yeah. avalanches are usually sudden explosive forces of nature when snow released under its own weight uh, comes thundering down steep faces, sometimes with devastating consequences. I uh, said he and his friends carefully made their way to the summit to enjoy some skiing. Uh, so, yeah, never... Uh, had heard of that term well, before. If but, I encounter an avalanche, I want a slow moving one. If the, yeah. if the mountain's not that steep, it kind of makes sense. You know, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. What's pulling it down. Yeah. All right. How about this? An accident involving a uh, Qatar Amiri Air Force F 15 QA fighter jet at Mid America St. Louis Airport. The, tr- the two crew members on board ejected while the aircraft was on the ground. Whoa. I assume it was an accident, right? I, yeah, I guess so. Early, yeah, early reports indicate that one of them was injured and taken to the hospital for observation while the other was unhurt. Uh, available photos of the video footage show the aircraft, uh, which is missing its canopy, sitting on a patch of grass at Mid-Atlantic Air, Mid-America Airport uh, that appears to be between the taxiway and runway with its landing gear down. <laughs> Despite an initial report uh, that said the only one of the that only one of the individuals on board had ejected, subsequent reports said that both aviators had done so. Uh, Boeing, which manufactures the F-15 series of fighter jets, among the other aircraft, uses this airport, which sits adjacent to Scott Air Force Base, to support test and training activities. F-15 QAs have been involved in training exercises at Mid America since February, but I'm curious because I was always wondering. Whether you can survive a, right. uh, an ejection while on the ground like that. So, like, for example, if you watch a Die Hard 2, he ejects and he goes way up and the chute opens up and he's able to float down. My guess is those are meant you're obviously going to be in the air, which makes a, a chute deployment that much more I, yeah, that's logical. I, I thought I'd heard that that it that they won't deploy yeah, if you're on the ground. Because, because imagine how high it would have to launch you yeah. for a chute deployment to be effective. Yeah, a few hundred feet, yeah. I would imagine, yeah. All right, so a Milwaukee man faces charges for allegedly burglarizing a bakery. The charges come after the bakery digitized the face of the suspect captured by surveillance video and put it on cookies at the bakery and uh, sold them. And that's how they got the guy. They Whoa. put the thief's image on cookies. Yes. 45-year-old Dominic Culp is charged with burglary and felony bail jumping. Uh, the bakery had been last open on the previous Sunday and was scheduled to open on Tuesday. When an employee arrived to prepare for Tuesday, the person observed the cash drawer was missing. The drawer opened had roughly $200 inside. It was gone. That's great. Officers reviewed interior and exterior uh, exterior surveillance video. They showed the subject outside waiting to get in, broke his way in. He entered the business through the side door 
Interior video shows the suspect removing the cash drawer from the register. The video shows the suspect's face with a high degree of clarity. Wow. Police released a photo of the burglary suspect, and the owner of the bakery took the digitized image of the burglary suspect and converted it into a cookie decoration in the likeness of the suspect. The decorated cookies were widely reported on as well. And on April 26th, an officer saw the pictures of the suspect online, recognized him. A couple of days later, a local business owner also called the police to identify the suspect in the bakery burglary as Culp. That's great. Officers responded to the hotel where Culp was staying. He attempted to jump out a second floor mm-hmm. balcony to escape, but police were able to take him into custody, and he was busted. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, we have someone who has flown fighter jets All and right. can actually answer our question about the ejector seat. So I'll go to uh, Daryl. Hey, Daryl, good morning. <laughs> Those ejections are real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With, with the F-15, you can have a what's called a zero-zero uh, ejection seat, which means zero airspace, zero altitude, and you can pop it up. It'll pop you up about uh, 600, 800 feet. Oh, oh my God. float nicely to the ground. Not Dude, a fun thing, but they can launch you six to eight hundred feet. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's listen. I've seen um, documentaries on uh, you know how they uh, uh, test and, and create the the ejector seat, and it is a violent experience. Right, right. Morton Thiokol behind you, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man, Daryl. So, does that? Have you ever heard of this happening before? Like an accident where oh, they? Oh, yeah. Many times, and uh, unfortunately, sometimes it happened to ground crews in hangars, you know? Yeah. Well, well, when, when, when the seat wasn't uh, safely uh, secured. So, t- Daryl, you're going up a, like 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 50, 45, 50 stories. If, if that's the, the altitude, they can get ejecting you out that way. We're looking at footage right now, and, and yeah. you're right. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and uh, fortunately, I never had to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, but it's it, all right. So here's the like: How do you accidentally do something like that? I, I had to go through egress tra- uh, training, and I mean there are a, a, a few different things that you need to do prior to you actually being ejected. So how does something like that well, happen by mistake? Well, with, with, with that seat uh, that's in there, uh, it's just once it's uh, armed, it's only uh, you know one pull one handle and you're out. Yeah, so, so, whether so you're on the ground or not. So if it and and going through arming it is that much of a process? No, you pull one pin out and that, that handles that. <laughs> well, it's just that easy. Listen, it, it, you you walk a fine line because it needs to be easy enough to deploy in a crisis situation, but you don't want it so easy that if you fart, the seat goes off. So <laughs> I, so I, I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> um, but what we're looking at here, the mechanism, Daryl, seems to be that there's some sort of pneumatic initial expulsion that lifts the seat up and then jets kick in right that's the morton tire call yeah wow rocket motor yeah wow that's crazy well that yeah that that must make you shrink by like four inches if you're blowing up that hard vertically uh, I, have, I can either confirm or deny. <laughs> I have heard that they've, they've measured people that have had yeah. the, the, on the aircraft carrier afterwards, and they were a full inch shorter <laughs> because it's compressed spine. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Daryl. Well, what, it depends where that inch is, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of aircraft did you fly, Daryl? Uh, I was flew C one forty ones mainly, but I was lucky enough to fly in an F fifteen for a couple of flights. So. Nice. Excellent. All right. Thanks for the heads up, Daryl. We appreciate it. All right, you guys Give rock. his music, Keep Casey. Yes. Thanks, man. There you go. That fighter pilot. 
That's wow. so cool. That's crazy. All right. I'll have to see if those guys were hurt or not. That it happened to. All right. Let's take a break. Come back in a second and see if you've been paying attention because we're going to ask our lesson question for the day. And Kathy, yeah. let's get a winner for the secret yeah. text word. <laughs> what caller? 12. All right. Caller number 12, 215-263-WMMR. you got to know the secret text word. We'll grab a random texture and give a prize away for that, too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com, and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On our Wednesday morning and Wednesdays, one of the things we like to do is have a secret text word, a chance for you to win some goodies. And we were looking for a number caller, and we found that number caller. Uh, It was number 12 per Kathy's order. And we have Jeff on the line who's going to give us an answer. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? Big dogs running. Big dogs out. Well nice. done. Well like done. It. All right. We, <laughs> that's a little bonus, Jeff, but what's the word? The word would be tongue. Tongue Yay! is correct, sir. You got it. And since you got that correct, Jeff, we are going to set you up with tickets to see 311 Saturday, August 21st at BB&T Pavilion. Uh, it is what they call the pavilion-only show, so that means no lawn tickets. Uh, but seats go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. Uh, there's complete information at WMMR.com, including the pre-sale for tomorrow and an extra chance to win uh, MMR VIPs. You can enter to win on the contest page. And make sure you're opted in for the MMR VIP emails to qualify for that. And qualify. Uh, and then Jackie Bam Bam's giving away some tickets tonight as well. So we uh, not only did we set Jeff up with that because he knew the secret text were, but we grabbed a random texture as well. And that is Mark Jordan of Newark, Newark, Delaware. And he's going to get to go to the 311 show, which is cool. So what? Kathy and I were having a conversation about how to remember the pronunciation because I always forget and she always forgets the difference between Newark, Delaware and, and Newark, and New, New, Jer- New Jersey. And yeah. she, Kathy said that she literally writes out Newark, New Jersey differently if she has like to I'll write, it. If, if it's in news or something, like I write it because I have to, before I say it, I have, yeah. to th- I have to do both. I go, Same. okay, it's Newark, New Jersey, Newark, Delaware. So instead of doing that while I'm reading something, I will write it out so I remember. How do you, oh, we do just, spell it differently? Yeah, like I'll just put like, I'll, I'll put a dash in between it and do New the, Arc. Right. And so do that's the, and Delaware. Do the, right. And then, and then the, all one word is Newark, New Jersey. Right. Yeah. Okay. That works for me. Yeah. yeah I, I, I make, from time to time, I'll, I'll say the wrong <laughs> one, but you know. An arc floats on the uh, on the water, Delaware River, Newark. Delaware is what oh, I think. That's oh, how you do it. That's, that's a good one. It? Yeah, thank You're like you. Like my mom. My mom used to do that all the time. Here's how you remember it, you know, and she'd come up with some yeah. something like that. And then you forget that. No, I no, it you worked do? for me. It worked for me. I'm always good with something. If you like can that. make it stick, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes they don't work, but those little mnemonic things can help. Okay, so all right, this is completely different, right. but but trying to remember something that someone mm-hmm. told you. Told you. Uh, I have this quick little story. So there's a there's a really cool card trick that you can do uh it involves someone on the phone okay so you have to work it out ahead of time 
that you're going to do this thing. There's a certain thing that somebody calls and says. And essentially what it is is you're uh, – so I'm with Casey at a party. I say, Casey, uh, draw a card here, okay? And and I'm going to call somebody, and they're going to know what that card is. I'm not even going to look at or Oh, right, okay. And and so there's a, there, I'll tell you about it. I'm not going to give away the secret on oh, air. Oh, man. And so the secret – I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Um, <laughs> so my buddy Will and I had an agreement. If I ever call oh. you up and I say this one phrase, right. it means that I'm doing the card <laughs> trick, okay? And you have to play along. <laughs> And so he called me one time, and he said whatever the oh, phrase you was. Forgot? And I'm going, what are you talking what's about? wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> what is this? I, are, You're the worst. I'm like, is, so, is there, are you being held up right now? And you can't, I swear to God. And so you're the confidant in the trick, and, and you screwed oh, it up. I totally Wait, screwed was the pooch. this your, like, you told this him? my idea. It was your idea. I, I, oh, God. But in my defense, it was like a month or two after we right. had made the agreement oh, to do it. And then, the and it wasn't until like several days later, he's like, dude, remember that weird call that I called you about? Here's what I was doing. Oh, my God. Oh. That is so funny. Oh. Such an idiot. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do the lesson question, and we're going to give away Leonard Skinner live at uh, Nebworth 76 for the correct answer to this. And the question, where the hell did I put the Where oh, right. is it? There they are. They're over here. Sorry. I was looking at the Tattoos Day winner sheet. Uh, let's go with this one. What game does Kathy like to play with the butthole laser tech? Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. These poor people. 215-263-WMMR. It's, uh, it's Star Wars related, I'll yeah. tell you that. Uh, oh, what game man. does Kathy like to play with the butthole laser tech? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> so nice. Let's see if you heard it, and we'll do the uh, trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Uh, what's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Jake Paul is not helping his case in an investigation after he was caught riding a Jeep on a Puerto Rican beach where turtle eggs were hatching. Paul held a press conference yesterday to declare he loves animals, but then openly lit a cigar off a flaming hamster. Oh, my God. Just not good. Justin Hartley wasted very little time after his divorce just three months ago, marrying Sophia Pernish yesterday in Los Angeles. Hartley says he had almost closed the door on love, but then out of the blue, he found it with the woman he had been cheating on his wife with. Oh, oh my It's beautiful. God. And finally, Bill Gates has apparently been hitting on women at Microsoft for a while, all the time while being married to wife Melinda. One female employee says Gates was claiming to have 14 inches, but was referring to the size of the lens on his telescope. Mm. <laughs> So that's a Hollywood trash. All right, let's see. If someone knows how, the answer to this question this morning, what game does Kathy like to play with the butthole laser tech? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Anthony. First one in. Hey, Anthony, good morning. Hey, good morning, Anthony. Uh, good morning, Anthony. What game does Kathy play with the butthole laser tech? Shoot the Death Star? Death Star, yeah. yes. Which I believe the phrase was, you may fire when ready. Fire when ready. Uh, Anthony, hang on the line. We are going to give you Leonard Skinner live at Nebworth 76, a DVD CD set capturing the band's historic performance in England on August 21st, 1976. Also available on Blu-ray, limited edition LP, and digital from Eagle Rock Entertainment. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's begin with this story I mentioned in Entertainment News earlier this morning. Marilyn Manson's former assistant, Ashley Walters, 
has filed a lawsuit against the singer detailing six legal claims, including sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual battery, and infliction of emotional distress, according to court documents obtained by Rolling Stone. Walter says Manson, whose legal legal name is Brian Warner, would force her upon his friends. At the 2010 Spike TV Scream Awards, she claimed Manson pushed her onto the lap of an actor and told him that he could, quote, have her. Uh, She also describes incidents in which uh, he pushed her on a film director who groped her repeatedly and encouraged her to submit to a wealthy musician who later asked if he could, quote, buy her. Walters also says she witnessed the singer abusing two of his other accusers, uh, Esme Bianco and Evan Rachel Wood. She claims she saw Manson throw a prop skull at Wood so hard that it left a welt on her stomach. Additionally, among her many claims, Walters alleges that during her 14 months as Manson's assistant, she was forced to watch a video of him whipping a fan who is not yet 18, made to stand on a chair without moving for 12 hours, and pushed in violent fits of rage. He also reportedly hid drugs in her luggage on multiple trips. Jeez. Walters is seeking back pay, lost wages, and damages. She's also asking that Manson get rid of any images that he has of her and any explicit images of women that he obtained without written consent. Six strands of Kurt Cobain's hair uh, sold at auction for $14,145. According to Blabbermouth. That's incredible. Uh, the sale was part of Iconic Auctions, the amazing music auction uh, that peddled paddle, uh, items connected to such legends as the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Led Zeppelin, and Eric Clapton. A uh, portion of the proceeds from the auction will benefit Live Nation's Crew Nation, a global relief fund for helping live music crew workers negatively impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. I'm not sure who uh, won the purchase, but yeah. A lot of times they stay anonymous. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Hey, Lollapalooza is set to return this summer. Like full, right? Yeah, the three-day festival will return at full capacity July 29th through August 1st, and that will be at Grant Park. Uh, It'll be one of the first major North American festivals to occur since uh, the COVID pandemic broke out in March 2020. We're getting there, man. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori E. Lightfoot said in a statement here in Chicago, the word Lollapalooza has always been synonymous with summer. Great music and four days of unforgettable fun which made last year's decision to postpone it all the more difficult. Now, less than a year later, and armed with a vaccine that is safe, effective, and widely available, we are able to bring back one of our city's most iconic summer music festivals. I want to thank the Lollapalooza team for working closely with the city to create a reopening strategy that prioritizes safety, and can't wait to see festival goers return to Grant Park this summer. So it is on. And then one last thing. I like this. Uh, Hard to believe, but REM is kicking off its 40th anniversary celebration. Uh, this upcoming July 23rd sees the reissue of the band's 1981 debut single, Radio Free Europe, along with the band's 1981 demo tape titled Cassette Set, which is also being made available for the first time. When this- uh, R.E.M. debuted, I was, uh, I was, uh, uh, it was okay. Like, I, I found a lot of it sort of muddled sounding to me, and then as they evolved, I really be- became a fan. Yeah, I remember the first song that spoke to me was uh, You Can't Get There From Here. Right. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is, right. wow, this has got some movement to it. This is really cool. And, uh, and then I was caught up in the band, which is interesting because I wasn't into that type of music yeah. at that time. But mm-hmm. the, it spoke to me. There's a docuseries on, I believe it's on Netflix, where they go to artists and um, it's basically 
they dissect and, and, and figure out how a, 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 a particular song was made. And they did a, an episode on R.E.M.'s uh, Losing My Religion. Yeah. And it was really, really interesting. Some of the other songs that they did, I didn't really, you know. they're like, they, No, well, they were like hip-hop uh, oh, artists and yeah. uh, rappers. Yeah. And, and that yeah, I wasn't aware of the right. songs that they were doing. But this one was interesting for a lot of different reasons. And the one thing that struck me the most was uh, they were playing back the raw audio uh, for Michael Stipe of him singing. And he had a hard time listening to it because he hates the sound of his voice. No kidding. Uh, he's one of the you know best singers of you know recent history. And he hates his own voice. That's wow. wild. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the older rare collection would be available exclusively via official REM store as a bundle with the seven-inch single and limited to fifteen hundred copies worldwide. Uh, Radio Free Europe original hib bo- hib tone single will uh, be presented in its original format as a forty-five RPM single, housed in a jacket featuring photography by Michael Stipe in an homage to the band's hometown. The single was pressed in Athens, Georgia. At Kindercore Vinyl. We have some of that raw um, Stipe yeah. audio. I was Wouldn't you think my collection's <laughs> complete? But I want more. You can hear the difference. Up yeah. where they yeah. walk, yeah. up where they run, up where they stay up day in the sun. <laughs> Wandering free. Wish I could be <laughs> part of that world. Glad we got the whole thing there. <laughs> also, like the meaning of the song, and I don't really exactly remember what it's about it was. A mermaid? No, not that one. Oh. <laughs> losing uh, my religion. <laughs> but losing my religion is apparently one of those southernisms that uh, you know, like when something happens, and uh, you know, maybe it's something that uh, puts oh. a dent in your faith. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. man, you yeah. Know, oh, that you know, I don't even know, like, but that pie was so delicious, it made me lose my religion or something. Yeah, like, okay, something along lose my line. ass. Yeah, I crapped in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I what floated, does that mean? I floated an air biscuit. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's. Uh, that's all I have in music news. So that means we got to take a break. And when we return, we'll wrap it up. Letter of the day, word of the week, prize. That stuff is coming up. Stay with us. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I want to thank Todd Glass. Yay! The triumphant return of Todd Glass to Philadelphia. He's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club and that is tonight. And, tomorrow night. I'm sorry, tomorrow and Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure you get your tickets, heliumcomedy.com. Oh, and uh, quickly, before we move on to the letter of the day, uh, Marissa handed over some new stuff on presidentsteve.com. We have, Steve, your essential list of Charles Grodin movies. Yes. To watch if those, if you're not familiar with Charles Grodin or you want to take a nice look back. He just passed away. It was sad news to see yesterday. What a great comedic actor. He's awesome. Um, yeah. And so that's up. And also the Casey jingle. Ah. Uh, listener Matt. 
who sent that in if you want to check that out. So Excellent. Apparently he did other jingles, too. We may be uh, able to explore tomorrow. But uh, nice. we got a Bam Bam and a Pierre one. Uh, there's a Bam Bam what, and a Pierre, Pierre one? one? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Pierre's here. Hi, man. Hey, yo. How you hey. doing? Hey, you know what? You're wearing a you're wearing a um, minibus, a uh, a VW minibus shirt, and we were talking about you a little while back. Uh, VW is going to be building now. Granted, I think they're going to be autonomous. Yes, but maybe they'll they'll see the need for it. But they're they're doing a new electric van. minibus, an electric van. It looks really cool, wicked. Looking. Yeah, yeah. It's got the kind of like when they redid the bug. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, you know they made it uh, yeah, futuristic like, looking. I love that some of the car come Mustang, you know, did that with the Mustangs uh, and um, the Dodge Chargers, or yeah, what, yeah some uh, of those cars have Challenger. gone back to those looks, or the Challenger, yeah. yeah, like a nice retro, but with a with a contemporary right. edge to it. Yeah, no, I I agree, I love it. Yeah, I, that's the whole thing with the um, make just make it look cool. Would you get one? Yes. the bus. Yeah, if they did uh, make that commercially, I, I would. Uh, in fact, I've already uh, pitched it to our sales department as uh, a possible Minerva number three. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now Minerva number two it, it still exists. Um, sadly, she has a few challenges. <laughs> she's she's well, pretty much a paperweight, right? Well, yeah. She they. It, it, Where she, is she? In the garage across the right road. over there. Yeah, yeah. She, well, I want to go look at her. Well, she's, she's gorgeous no, looking. The body is stunning. Yeah. Uh, the only problem the that raccoons made... that live in it love it. <laughs> oh, they are happy, Steve. Yeah, uh, and they send me cards regularly. <laughs> and it's really great. Chewed fabric. Um, I mean, they're very, very grateful for the time that we've given them. And you know, I mean, you'd done the blood drive, and then you guys, you know, did camp out, and then yeah. you were kind enough to do a benefit for the uh, homeless <laughs> raccoons, raccoons right, yeah. uh, that live in Minerva. Rock and, for the raccoons, you remember? Oh, yeah, rock for raccoons. R O R. Yeah. Raccoon. R F R. Yes. No, it's a great, great cause. <clears throat> the when they put another they'd made a few calculations. They virtually rebuilt the body of the vehicle. And it's gorgeous. It is magnificent. And the gentleman who painted it does the Flyers helmets. I forget his name. Oh yeah, yeah. Um but you you know you, he's he's very well known in this area and it, it it's stunning. You could eat off the surface. It's so smooth. It's a airbrush but more more beautiful than anything I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, you just you just yeah. you just one little caveat you can't drive it. Well, that. But uh, as far as eating all of it, it's a death trap <laughs> on the road. The last time I drove it, I was yeah. going over to a benefit with kids, and I'd promised these kids a ride. And I got on ninety five to go um, to uh, the Blue Bridge or uh, Walt Whitman, wherever I was going, and it has this tendency to start this fishtailing effect <laughs> that you cannot stop. And it I also mean, is very shallow. It, it sits l- very low. They dropped it. They wanted to make it a show vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we, uh, it was a it wasn't an honest um, uh, mistake or yeah. or miscommunication. But uh, m- my idea was I wanted it as a driver. Something that yeah, and we should have one. So this could be a show vehicle. It's a, it's like a, a museum piece, right? And then the new electric one can be the one that you're driving all over the place. Yeah, or How we could that? have both of them. Yeah. Um, but because because they also took the old Volkswagen engine out and put a Chevy engine in it, so it's powerful. And I was going down ninety five, <laughs> and I thought I was going to die. And I mean, and and it starts this fishtailing, and you can't pull out of it. 
and and they put these really cool side mirrors on it, which are show mirrors. Yeah, utterly useless. So, and you're trying to turn around, and then you start fishtailing again. And then I got to this benefit with these kids, and I'm and they go, let's go for a ride. And I'm going, well, okay. And then I I take them just up the block and around the block in this little suburban Jersey neighborhood, and I'm smelling gas. Massive amounts. I said, kids, let's get out now. Okay, good. Ride's over. Well, we thought we'd go longer. Uncle Pierre's done Yeah, now. Santa Claus has got to go. <laughs> and um, so, and then that's the last time we drove it. Because right. had I happened to light a match for incense or <laughs> anything else, that would have been the end of all of us. Uh, she would have been. So they put this Chevy engine in it, and they lowered it a little too much. But with that exception, it's magnificent. It is magnificent. It only needs an engine and to be raised and major uh, effort. And then we need the new electric one. Yes. So they can be twins. Yeah, nice. on that. I, yes. I would love to see that happen when they come out with them. So, by the way, you heard? Did you hear Xanadu yesterday? I, so I, I knew got, you didn't I, hear it. I got right. your text. I didn't hear it. We were we were filming a video said, okay. for a commercial. I uh, but, ex- I, but you guys saw me. Right oh, out. he was yeah. so excited, Pierre. He goes, "Oh, I can't believe this, Pierre. <laughs> Pierre's playing Xanadu right now. It's like a, like eleven minute song." I um I got the the email came from a guy who uh, whose tag is Xana Dude, ah, <laughs> yeah. nice. and uh, I said, you know, I don't. I mean, Jackie texts me like seven times a night saying, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And you can't tune in at every I have no expectation that anyone I know or I'm friends with listens to my program. Because <laughs> uh, it's just like, I, I don't think I could bear to listen to me. So, I mean, so anyone I know and like and respect, the fact that they might listen to me is ever surprising to me. So I don't have any expectation. Right. But once in a blue moon, I'll think of you and I'll go, you know. Yeah. And so, so I took a picture of the Xanadu uh, at like six minutes in out of the eleven, and sent it to Preston yesterday. I was really happy to see it. I was excited about that, but bummed I couldn't hear it at the time, dude. All right, there'll be more Xanadus. There will be more Xanadus and more Xanadudes. Yeah. All right, shall we do the letter? Yo. All right. Preston and Steve (laughs) on ninety-three-three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter M as in moron. All right, and we have $300 in the bag, sir, to give away a dumpster in a bag. Perfect for all home improvement cleanups. And you just pick one up today at your local home improvement store. Buy, fill, gone. The bag, sir. <laughs> so we'll give that away on Friday. What's up on the program, man? Uh, we will have more dead and company tickets, which is fun. Uh, goes on sale on Friday. We've got tickets for, uh, we've got Workforce Bucks, excuse me, for The Who and Jimmy Buffett and ZZ Top uh, on the program today. All right. Thank you, Pierre. I want to mention real quick before we wrap up today is World IBD Day. That stands for Inflammatory Bowel Disease. As I've said many times, my daughter suffers from Crohn's disease. Right. So this is near and dear to my heart. And this raises, uh, this. Uh, there's a benefit I want to tell you about that's going to raise funds for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. And it is an event I've uh, been a part of for several years. It is the Philadelphia Take Steps drive through charity event. I'll be hosting it. It is Saturday, June 5th at the Wells Fargo Center parking lot. Uh, starts at 10.30 a.m. Won't take a whole ton of your time, but we have a great time. And you can even sign up if you'd like to and join Team Preston WMMR or make a donation. And you can click events at WMMR.com to do that. There's going to be at the event, there's a tailgate concert. They always have great bands that play this event. 
uh, drive-through photo booth, TikTok uh, dance tent, and giveaways that you will enjoy. So just check the website, WMMR.com, and click events and be a part of it. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, Acme. They have everything that you need to prep for this summer season. Acme. Fresh foods. Local flavors. Uh, tomorrow on the program, I can't believe I'm te- teasing this. Who's Lou will be joining? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Lou got in touch with Nick and said he has some kind of story he All right. to tell us. We oh, want to hear the Who's Lou story. We actually booked him. We have to. Uh, He's tons of stuff to hear. Who knows what we're going to be yeah. talking about tomorrow, and Lou wants to share his story. So it involves a gun. That's all I all know. Right. So we'll, and then we'll, we can find out about his wife in jail. That, hopefully that, yeah. too. Ex-wife. Uh, also, Tat Thursday, because yeah. we forgot to do Tat Tuesday on Tuesday. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat